The ESPN San Antonio Audio Vault is powered by AA Best Bail Bonds. 210-225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Uh. Rob Thompson. Rudy J. Uh. R and R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. You made it. It's Tuesday. Seven o'clock to be exact. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Carl Schoenig on the other side of the glass. You're on R&R in the morning. Here we go. Let's get it. Yeah, let's get it. Let's go right into it. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to moan. It's just Tuesday. That's what it is. (laughs) You just kind of have to figure it out. Yeah, man. We ain't nothing we can do about it. Nothing we can do about it. It's not Thursday. It's only Tuesday. Um, have a good Valentine's evening. Yeah, man, we just we just relaxed, man. We didn't we uh, I told her, hey, get online and order some stuff that you want. <laughs> and did and she? She was like, that's a great idea. Like, we're, we're. Did you get online and order something you wanted? No. Why not? Good morning, Paul. Uh, what's up, Paul? Paul's always number yes, one. Sir. I have to give Paul like a gift card or something one day. Um, what did? Uh, no, she. No. Why both, not? See, why is it just one sided? It ain't. It's not one sided. It's just I don't. I re, like even with like Christmas, Father's Day, birthday. Like her, my daughter, my oldest daughter, my twenty five year old, soon to be twenty six. They, I frustrate them beyond belief because I'm just like, because you got to remember, man. My wife, like when we were first dating, like up, you know, like I was spoiled rotten. Like rotten, like I got whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, however I want. I want to go here, I want to go there, whatever I, whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted it. In my twenties, early thirties, she got it. So now I'm just like, I'm good. Like I don't care. And it wasn't like I got her to all this stuff. It's like she wanted a pair of boots, I think. I don't know. Like I don't know. She so got, she wouldn't have gotten those boots, but for you saying, go ahead and get them, she wouldn't have got them. Really. She would have eventually got them, but she's she's been hinting at me of these boots oh, for yeah. a while. You know oh, what I mean? Like, no, no, no. Oh, these boots are nice. These boots are nice. And I've been like, okay, get them. You know? <laughs> like, why well, you keep telling me about the damn boots? Get them. So, we good. Carl? What'd you get? Uh, oh, what'd you get, Carl? Carl? how was your uh You did Saturday. I saw a terrible G League game last night. Oh, the that's Oscar right. Got I'll blown out by Agua Caliente by 30 points. <laughs> Yikes. What? Oh, because Primo's not there. Who else? Kaycock? Yeah, Devontae was actually, he's transferred to Austin, but he was out with an illness. And yeah, there's no assignment players. Weiss Camp's up with San Antonio, so that's how it goes sometimes. The the Clippers are really good, Agua Caliente, I should say. Mm-hmm. And they were led by former roadrunner Keaton Wallace. Oh, wow. Good. Really? He's balling for them. He's Respect. had like five straight 20-point games. Good for him. Is he going to get a look? I hope, Playing but like you know he's, he's a scoring guard that's like six three, so that, that's hard to make it in the league. There's a lot of those in the yeah. G League. His future yeah. is here in the G or elsewhere internationally. Yeah, a Greece. scoring guard that's that's what they want. That's, go to Greece and make a hundred grand in yeah. three months. Keaton can make a lot and of money go to for China a long time. Yeah, and go make another hundred grand in three months. You just have to sacrifice. But dude, a lot. it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not easy living overseas with no family, no nobody. You just alone. It's cold. You're American. <laughs> Which has you its know? positives and negatives. I know, I've know i known a lot of guys that have gone. And I know a lot of guys, too. absolutely adored it. Yeah. Others could not wait to get home. Yeah, I know Just a couldn't. dude that. I got to know a dude to Switzerland. Loved it. Became mm-hmm. a legend. Turkey, a legend. 
but again, it takes a different mindset. Mm-hmm. It, it's a good it's a good gig though if you can yeah. survive it it's a good gig the uh, yeah i went out we went out early I, i'm old now no day drinks are the best drinks. oh man i'm a i'm a firm believer in that i don't know <laughs> it ain't even an old thing it's just a better vibe you know but, but working drive time for most of my you never got to do any career uh, yeah happy hours are so cool <laughs> i know what, what times happy hours normally end like uh, seven, eight, seven, eight, never, never passed when I used to get off work. So when you get off work, drinks are full price. Always. When so, you're oh, drive I would time. get the last of the happy hour round. You know, that I would get to drink the first one I got would be five bucks. Same drink next time. Ten bucks kind of thing. And if you're lucky, there's a place or two that has the reverse where they do like a nine to 11. But that's but, rare. Yeah. I And, you know, I never hit those. So happy yeah. hours are kind of a new thing. And, and. You know, I'm getting older. That's not a regular thing anyway. But yeah, it was yeah, Valentine's, yeah. and we were planning, like I said, Friday night, we're going to go see uh, Sebastian. Mm-hmm. So my wife called, snuck out of school early. Played a little, I don't know. Got out of there about 4.30. So let's meet at a bar. So we go and met and had a couple of drinks. Before I knew it, I had a, I'm not accustomed to that day drink. I think also I, I'm dealing with the, the uh, you ever, when you, <laughs> let me start this whole thing over. Yeah, what's up? The second time you you use shampoo, how it suds up fast. You ever done that? Ever you ever seen read the back of a bottle that says wash, rinse, repeat, and then you repeat it, and the yeah. second time that second one it it soaps up fast. Yeah, got you. I was a cheap date yesterday after last week's oh. pretty consistent alcohol. For some reason, my tolerance level I think has dropped a bit. Mm-hmm. So yesterday was a I was a cheap drunk. You were feeling good. It was I, an Uber. It was I'm, an Uber evening, is what it was. How many did you did you have before you started feeling good? Uh, about the third one, I started feeling pretty relaxed. I can tell you that. Good food. Good food. Good food. Fried good chicken. Food. I'm on a fried chicken kick. I know. That's a. I I I don't think I'll probably be drinking until at least Saturday. Well, it was unintended. But there no, was, I know it I just know. happens. But, but there was you a, go with the flow. There was a. Uh, we talked about it last week. We had a fantastic. It's kind of southern mm. meal, a place called Fixins, and we come to find out it was owned by the restaurant was owned by Kevin Johnson, the former crazy Phoenix right? Sun Guard in Sacramento. Great food, Fair. great vibe. Yeah, so I got, and they had the chicken was unbelievable. I can't believe you went with the fried chicken I, again. I saw it again, and I thought, you know what, that last bit, and you know what, it was just as good. I'll give him a shout out. It was southerly, southerly. That's good fried chicken, man. It is good. It's my style. I've had it. I didn't know if we we're gonna, make, but I've had it, and it's legit. Yeah, and I even had it like. Um, like brought to me, mm-hmm. and it it survived the test of time because you know sometimes it can get a little. No matter what slimy. food it is, it tra- it doesn't travel well. That one from Southerly, it traveled well, and it was pretty good. The first 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 time I had it when I was in there, it was salty, and I was like ah. But then I guess they kind of tweaked it. Yeah, took the sodium down, and it's been on point ever since. Do you like the glass? Fry, you know, there's some places that specialize their crust is what do you like mean? Gla- talk you, to me. You bite into it, it's like crash. You, you can really feel the crunch. I'm a crunch. And then there's Southerly's a little bit different. My Traeger's talking to me. Your Traeger's telling you to clean. I just got a text from my Traeger. It. My Traeger's upset with me, telling me it's time to clean. That's that transla- very strange. Translation. Use me. I miss you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like no, I, I want some Valentine's love too. <laughs> what never, up, Mo? My my grill is telling me it needs a bath. But is it dirty? You don't oh, use it. Oh, I do use it, period. I, mean, I do use it more than I, I... I do use it. Just, man, let me... But what, what do you want for it, Rob? <laughs> what do you want for the Traeger? Like, just tell yeah, me, man. You know what? I get, I get the <laughs> you sense got that it you look free. at me. And I, <laughs> you got it for free. I'm what do you want for? i my Traeger. You are. Anytime... <laughs> I guarantee you, Minix Traeger doesn't text him. Hell. 
Minix, Minix, man, Minix tucks that thing in at night. Oh, man, my Traeger's mad Minix me. reads his Traeger a bedtime story at night. <laughs> the I little re- rib that could. They- <laughs> <laughs> the little rib that could. Are you ready, Daddy? Meanwhile, mind you, I haven't been warmed up in months. I'm getting the text. Yeah, because you old school. You like to, you like to, you like to get down the real way. Raw barbecue is like real man. I like my Traeger. No, I'm I'm I know, but, you, but you're right. Yeah. I don't treat my Traeger with near as much love yeah. as, as Minix does. And obviously, I don't think he's ever gotten a text. No. So you had a good Valentine's Day, man. It was an early one. That's the best of bet. Well, first of all, you both wake up at four. So yeah. it has to be early. And it's Monday. We still got four days left in this week. Of course it was early. It was Valentine's. Valentine's. Oh. I, th- I got the feeling that a lot of- <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. I got the feeling a lot of people celebrated Valentine's over the weekend because I was expecting a crowd. You know that little area down at the rim where I there's so too. like thirty restaurants. I figured it. I pour. I actually got a parking place on that little street. No way. Yeah, I'm telling I've you, that's never r- parked. Never, there. never, ever, I've, ever, ever, ever. I haven't either. I actually got one right there. Yeah, you beat the crowd. Well, yeah, that was the y'all. Timed it perfect. It was me and a bunch of other other old folks. Yeah, like I mean, even with fixings, like sometimes you walk in a restaurant and then like thirty minutes later, there's a wait. You're like, yes, let's go. Yeah, I think most people did what Carl did, Rob, and they did it over the weekend because mm-hmm. there's nothing worse than trying to get a reservation or trying to walk in somewhere on Valentine's Day. So well, I saw a lot of people walking with flowers, though. I didn't. Did you I didn't, end up doing flowers? No, I did not. I and sadly, I'll be very honest. I didn't even get a card. I went to the, the Valentine's aisle Ooh. Ooh. yesterday, I'm, oh. but I printed one out. Does that help? Does that matter? Hey, man, it's the thought that counts. I made one. I, didn't, I went to the CVS by my house. I always and it, handmade over bought every day of the week. Well, okay. I mean, handmade is always <laughs> better than bought. Seriously. Mine was as nice as the printer that I have, but right. I, I went to the CVS and it looked like the bread aisle. Oh, it was done. It well, was, yeah, when the block hadn't happened, there was nothing left unless I wanted to buy something in Espanol. Yeah. What did you get? Like, what was your gift to you? Well, what did she give you? Um, Alone, our gift to road. each other is actually the uh, tickets oh, to the uh, Friday. the, the Monosaco show. Are you sitting pretty close to something? Y'all get no, some pretty good we're seats? not, actually. But, you know. I, mean, I don't think you pod- need a good seat for a comedy show. I think comedy show, as long as you can hear. Exactly. But, you know, the <laughs> you thing, know? but you have to see Monosaco. You do kind of need to see this guy. He's got a unique mannerism about him. So you kind of need to see him. Got a little bit of a something, something. But no, I think if I'm far enough away, I'll be. I mean, I think it'll be okay Mm -hmm. because I've seen some of his shows, and he's filling, you know, the Madison Square Garden kind of stuff. He's filling big buildings, and I guess if they're as big as, I guess I don't even know where the show is. I think it's the Majestic. It might be the Tobin or Aztec. If any of those three, there's not a bad seat. It's not LOL. No, no, I think it's bigger than that. It could be. I honestly do not know where he's performing, but I think, like, I think he fills a bigger room. Is this a double date? Who, how many couples going? No, it's just us. Yeah. And, you know, funny, we're, uh, we were out in L.A. and um, Ryan Eagle's going, but not to this one. He'll be going to the show in Austin. Oh, got you. Well, I know sometimes these comedians get so big, they do two nights in one city. Mm-hmm. So This never... guy's pretty big. In fact, he, I follow him on Twitter, and uh, he was at the game. Which one? He was at the Rams game. Really? Soccer was at the game. Yeah, that is suite. going to be that's going to be the hot spot next year. That's yeah. going to be that's going to be the hangout in LA next year. It, it already it started this year, like later toward the year, like as the playoffs got close, and then the playoffs hit, and it was like, oh man, this is the hangout. And the way the Super Bowl turned out, SoFi looks so nice. It looks like a cool place to hang out. And I feel like 
And you know how it is in LA. Like, oh, that's the she she thing to do. If you're not at the Rams game, you're not anybody. Like, that like I could see this going on next all next season, especially if they come out the gate four or five and knowing they're still rolling. That's gonna be a tough ticket, man. That's how LA is. Their ticket price. Cronky's happy. Oh yeah. Cronky <laughs> is thrilled. Because those ticket prices just went up, especially when you have that many stars. I can't remember that many stars at a Super Bowl. Like, it wasn't that many stars at Tampa, you know? <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> no. So, it is what it is. But you know what today is, Rob? Um, payday? Yeah. Well, yes, that is true. Oh, you know what? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let me... Which I always felt it was odd. Why can't we have Valentine's Day on payday? There was years I growing know. up when you had you know. broke, and I, if if you're broke, you don't have enough foresight to plan ahead. I need anyway. to start monitoring my debit swipes because my wife knows. Um, <laughs> I think it's a we. This is today one year marked when we, we got snow, and we were oh, all. Was this happy. a year ago today? I want to say it was a year ago today. Oh no! And it started snowing, and we were all happy. You I know it started off as you know. You know, it started off like Apollo. Oh, yeah. It started off like Apollo and Drago. Like, oh, this is fun. We got the press conference. We're having a good time. And then next thing you know, your wife is yelling from the crowd <laughs> to stop the fight. This is, I think, the day marks the year. Because my wife, it was like midnight last night. She, she showed me videos. And my 13-year-old was doing snow angels. So it had to be today is the one-year mark of that is, the uh... worst time I, I can't remember san antonio i mean of course covid like we'll put covid to the side like that of course ruined a lot of people's lives but as far as just like just yep. inclement weather it was a year ago today see i'm looking at the pictures when the snow started right yeah when the, uh, I'm, and we, where everybody was outside on facebook live <laughs> oh look, how fun look at my is. street we got way more snow than y'all and then next thing you know three days later we were like say man what's going on cps uh grid people cps was blaming the grid the grid was blaming cps <laughs> america was laughing at texas we were the laughing stock of the country they're like man them fools on their own grid <laughs> what are they doing down there you know people like you and carl no power oh it was awful awful you know, you and it was a about, week, right? Talk about a week? Pictures. Oh, we went four days or so. But you talk about the pictures. For us, we have some videos. It's kind of like the Blair Witch Trial. Did you ever watch that video? Watch that movie? Yes. Where they video themselves. Like the first day we're walking with our phones like, look at this. Me snow. too. We this all were. Awesome. Three days later. Oh, my God. Come no. on, please, some, send some help. Three days later, you were cursing at everybody <laughs> like, whose fault is this? This isn't no damn rolling power. Where's the rolling power, people? Man, like, man. My lights were on for one minute. I tried to cook some ramen. Like we're, la I mean, we're laughing about it now, but it was real, man. It was legit real. What were you doing? Were you lighting fires with the wood? What, what were you doing? Luckily, um, we live on a well, um, but we had lost power. But we have a pool, so at least we didn't have to melt snow to flush the toilet. I could, I broke through the ice, and we could use the water from the pool to fill the toilet, so we could flush our toilets, which was a primary issue for most. And then on my. Uh, my, uh, we could cook with gas and we had fireplaces, but oh, I almost, okay. but you um, have the gas, we had gas so we could turn on our stove to cook. So we were able oh, to cook that's good. Was ever out. Yeah. So we had that ability, but, uh, no water because we had to let our, our pipes one dry or they would have frozen. Oh. So we could use the water from the pool to flush the toilets. And we had firewood to kind of 
keep one part of the house warm. Kind of warm. But kind of was at best. I mean, it was, we were in the 30s inside the house. And, and so where 20s. were your boys? Was Clay a Clay was in College Station. I was, did they he lost power? power, too, but, you know, they, they, he sent videos of them uh, had a pickup with a with a rope and a tire sled, and they were cross-country skiing and stuff across. So, no, they, they, <laughs> they had a lot of fun. Did you know it snowed in College Station on Saturday? This past Saturday? This past Saturday, they got really? snowed. Really? Yeah. But no, so yeah, they had the same issue, rolling brownout, blackout kind of stuff, but not nearly as bad as we did. So they were fine. And my uh, oldest son was, uh, slowed in at his house the first couple of days, and then he managed to, uh, make it out to us, uh, after a couple, but he didn't have power there and we didn't have, it wasn't like he got, it got any better for him. But it's better to be with mama and daddy. Uh, yeah, because there was a, a little bit of heat and a little and bit then of your water. Your parents are older. My parents are in their eighties. Yeah. This was a, a very, this is one of those situations yeah. where people are going to be continued to be held accounted for. I mean, we lost hundreds of people died in this because of yeah. the ineptitude and and the just sheer. I, I don't want to yeah, go too far. I know. Yeah, yeah. Carl, why didn't you drive to Austin? You couldn't make there it. There was no getting to Austin. Shoot, people were still on the roads. I I was under the assumption there would be rolling blackouts, and I was you just in, waited I, it out. I, I had a game in San Antonio, and I was living in San Marcos at the time. And it seemed safer just to st- just to get back to San uh, San Marcos. Yeah. And then, yeah, I didn't have power at my place for a whole week. I had to uh, go with my buddy Kef because he got rolling power four days into it. But I didn't even have ser- uh, signal service in San Marcos uh, for at least three, four days. Yeah, it was, you know, Minix had gone to Florida. He was stuck in Florida, but his house was fully powered. Yeah, he had all the power anybody needed. He was giving out his code, though. He yeah, was he was, no, it was cool. Everybody, if you could get there. If you could get to his house, he's like, hey, go to my house, go shower, whatever. Yeah, I, for, again, I don't know what grid I was on. I never lost power, never lost water. I don't know what happened, don't know why. But I, I, but my friends were going through it so bad, I was lying to my friends like, man, me too, bro. This is awful. I was like, I, I mean, dog, I can't believe this because I don't want to be like, hey, power time over here. Well, I've got a couple generators now that I didn't have a year ago. Dude, I, I, everybody was looking at those Generacs. What were they charging? My brother went and got one. What were they charging, like ten grand? I don't know what exactly it is. It's pretty cool, though. Those are nice. But I heard when I heard that thing, like, I'm talking about as soon as your house Damn, goes. You don't even know. You don't even know it's you lost flicker. power, right? They made some money last year in Texas. Uh, yeah, and they're, they're still advertising pretty heavily. I, I I you went and got it. you a couple? I've got just the, yeah, a couple. Of I got them. a regular one, too, that my wife used on her bus. We had went and got it from her bus just in case. But but then, you know, you got to be careful with those as people were, you know, turning them on inside oh, yeah. the house. Yeah, that, and, you know, it doesn't run your entire house. It just runs a couple but of But I can't believe that well. was a year already. I know. I, I still have PTSD. I'll never get over that. I will never forget that. No, who That's, will? It's, if you if you lost power for a week, you'll never forget that. It's a, you grow up in the in America, figuring at least I can rely on the the stability of the lights. Right. This isn't Mexico where every day at three it gets dim. Right. I mean that's just that's just not how it's supposed to work. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, I woke up today. I was like, damn, it's been a year. no. My wife showed me at midnight the picture. I was like, man, it's been a year already. Lots of people's memories are going to be full of fun. Today's fun. Tomorrow, the outlook's going to look yeah. Tomorrow, look a you're going to look, look at your memories and be like, "Damn, Yikes. I was cursing out every energy company in the world." This is when things went bad. We'll try to keep it on the light side, though. The Spurs did go down last night. The Demar experience continues. Man, he lit us up. We'll talk about that soon. But first, we got to get you caught up on the headlines. We're a little slow to get there, but we know you need them. 
Carl's got him. Let's do the 411 in the 210. Here's the 411 in the 210. Well, if you were waiting to see James Harden and Joel Embiid, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer. There were rumors that his hamstring healed when he got traded, but that doesn't seem to be the case as the Philadelphia 76ers say James Harden is out through the All-Star break with a hamstring strain. The quote from Doc Rivers, I think it's more to make sure that he's right, healthy, and ready to go instead of just going ahead and playing him right away. I think that's smart. Yeah. And you got to remember, he dealt with the hamstring in the playoffs last year. Um, he, you know, so you got to handle it with gloves. And not only that, this is the team you've pretty much been playing with the entire season. I mean, minus Seth Curry, which I don't know why people keep feeling like they can do without him. He goes to New Brooklyn, drops 23. All he does is get buckets. But that's beside the point. But it's, I think it's smart on their side, on um, Philly's part to err on the side of caution. I'm waiting for James to talk. I feel like he's got something to say. <laughs> he's not, I don't think he will. I know he won't, but I feel like he does. Now, there was a Brooklyn anonymous executive that said Harden and Kyrie would play one-on-one every day after practice. When Ky- and, and, and Well, mm-hmm. not every day when they could practice right. together. And Kyrie was killing him. And he called James washed. And the relationship went sour from there. I have a feeling I don't James know how true that is. Well, I'm just, you just get the sense that they... But if so, if that's true, James is soft as all, well, all outside. Maybe. Like, come on, bro. Maybe. I just feel like watching the practice, there's... A, did you see that Twitter picture of him standing with his arms up like free at last? I, I didn't get, see I get that. the feeling that James has something to say. We'll wait and see if he actually has the opportunity or the desire to say Do you say think it's because it. of Kyrie? Oh, yeah. But Kyrie's never even there. He's only there. What does the Charles call him? Half man, half a season? <laughs> <laughs> that's what Barkley calls him. Uh, he's not even there. How are you mad at a guy uh, that's not even maybe there? Maybe that's it. I just feel like James has something to say. Moving on. All right. Headline one. Cincinnati football coach Luke Fickle agrees to new yeah. $5 million per year deal through 2028 after a transformative year that saw Damn. Cincinnati crash the college football playoff and earn an invitation to the Big 12. The school's ramping up investment in coach Luke Fickle and his football staff. Fickle confirmed to ESPN on Monday that he's agreed to a new contract through 2028 that'll pay him $5 million a year pending approval from Cincinnati's Board of Trustees. The school is also expected to up the staff salary pool to $5.2 million, a bump of more than $1.4 million. Running with the big dogs now. Is the Big 12 a big dog? Well, it's bigger than... Where, where were they? Conference? AAC, AAC. I don't know where they were. I think they were AAC. But um, I'm just shocked he didn't get a gig. I mean, well, this is the thing. When USC found out they had a shot at Lincoln Riley, I think Fickle's days were numbered. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It was like one of those things like, okay, we can get Lincoln Riley. Because Fickle's old AD was at USC. And you and I, we talked about it a couple mm-hmm. times. We are like, you know, he's probably going to end up at USC. But then they found out Lincoln Riley won out of OU. And it was a no-brainer. You go with Lincoln Riley. And I don't know who else wanted him. But I was kind of shocked that he didn't get a quote-unquote bigger job but now hey you you get paid five get mil. your money i wonder where that lands in the big 12 probably in the bottom side of things well is this is this with sarkeesian and venables because if it's without them no, i, I don't want to count like, them yeah okay well that's probably at the top you think it might be at the top at the top five million and i mean yeah you're I, right iowa state 
Kansas, TCU, they're not paying anybody. No, you're five right. Million. That's a, you're yeah. right. Comes in right in the middle. Right, right in the middle. Exactly. Congratulations. Now you got to go prove it. See if you can get it done. Well, he got to the final four and got his face. Yeah, I agree. There. I agree. But at least he got there. Got there. Facts. And he had some skill. There's some guys that are going to go <clears> to the league because of him. So see if he can keep doing it. Moving on. Bear Cats, Bear right. whatever that is. Becky Hammond, Delisha Milton Jones, Penny Taylor are in Women's Basketball Hall of Fame class as former WNBA stars are among eight inductees that will enter the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame in Knoxville, Tennessee on June 11th. It was announced on Monday. That will be joined by current DePaul coach Doug Bruno, former coaches Paul Sunderford and Bob Schindler, and contributor Debbie Antonelli, as well as veteran player Alice Cookie Barron. The 2012 induction will honor the 23rd class for the Hall, which opened in 1999. The 2012 induction? Excuse me, the 2022 oh, okay. induction. Oh, I was like, what yeah, did I miss? Uh, thank you. So, well, first of all, congratulations to all those ladies. Um, any Hall of Fame you're in, any Ring of Honor you're in, any whatever it is you're in, that's an accomplishment that um, should be talked about. Now, if the women can have their own Hall of Fame, why can't the NBA? The NBA needs to separate itself from the Basketball Hall of Fame. Like, and I, I'm not. There's nothing. You know, look, whoever's in the Basketball Hall of Fame, tip my cap to you. Props to you, the middle school coach that got in because he's been in the middle school for 30 years and he's won 39 district titles and they let him in. Come on, you can stay. But I need David Robinson and Tim Duncan and Michael Jordan away from the middle school and high school coaches when we talk about the Hall of Fame. I do. They, I mean, that it's, there's levels. You're like, right. There's levels. If the women can separate and have their own, then the NBA needs its own. You know, I'd never really thought about it. And, and I'll tell you this. Before you pronounce that, uh, go. Because there is a flow. There's a feel to, you like the, it? to so the way it is. So you like the is. Basketball Hall of Fame? I like the way, the way it's presented. Okay. It kind of, there's a flow okay. to it. It does fair. feel like there's an international part to it. And they weave in why the international game and how, really how the, the, the American coaches that went abroad back in the 50s to kind of spread the basketball word how it kind of grew the european league and how then the europeans started coming back there's a there's a weaving of the story of the league that i can kind of see it i agree right. with you though i will say this you're exactly right but there i do need no to go. reason for me to see the best player that ever played for the ukrainian national team you know what I mean? That standing next to Michael Jordan with their arms next folded. To Jordan. Like, You're right. What? Now, nah. I can say there's guys that you've never heard of, like Oscar Schmidt, who was an international phenom that never made it to the league for a variety of reasons, should be there. Okay. It's kind of like the, uh, the, the Baseball Hall of Fame, the Negro Leagues. Those guys should be in the league. They didn't have access to anything else. And I do think that there's, mm, some, that's fair. there's some of that that needs to be involved. But that's I completely agree. There should be an entirely separate wing for, for the GOATs, the NBA, Dude. than there is for the international types. Come on, man. And if like, the women have their own museum, I don't care, sure. No, I don't have a problem with that. I'm just saying, like, hey, if they can, if they were well, smart enough, like, hey, we need right. our own. Like, you know, they have that little area where I remember when I was there, they had, uh, there was a high school player that had just gotten like 80 points. 
Yeah. I mean, it had nothing to do with the league, but it was cool. It was part of the, the fabric that was basketball. Right. I have a different view of it, and but I agree. That it's like, dude, some like, some, there, if you have to go, who? Some high school coach in yeah. French Lick, Indiana, <laughs> back to back with Pop. Like, what? Props to you, French Lick, but you're not Pop. <laughs> That's kind of rude, man. Let's move on. Let's get me out of here, Carl. <laughs> That's the that was one, one and a two one. That was rude. No, I agree with you. No, no, and the way that the people are inducted needs to change. She should not be in the Hall of Fame and still be coaching. Yeah, I, I mean, don't why, get that they, either. Why are they inducting all these college coaches that go into the Hall of Fame? They're still coaching. I, I don't. I'll never. Calipari's been in the coaching Hall of Fame for what four years now. Yeah, that's like yo Tom accepting his Hall of Fame speech four years ago. It's weird. Or Belichick. Yeah, Belichick getting his Hall of Fame speech four years ago and he still coaches ten years. It's weird. I, I think that when coaches' salaries were much less, they died in the position, so they wanted to make sure that they <laughs> uh, got honored before they, you know, basically yeah, yeah, took yeah. it to the grave. And I agree with that. Minix is a big proponent of that. He likes it. Well, Minix is a proponent of put them in the Hall of Fame before they're dead. I love a God. I mean, if, if let's. Yeah, I don't want why, you to a die. A family first. should never have to celebrate the induction of someone into the Hall of Fame after they've passed. I agree with that. I can dig it. But I don't think you should fast track it on someone's on the deathbed. But if you have the opportunity, put them in. So. Especially when you get up there, when they're yes. in the 70s, 80s, it makes sense. But at least you should be out of the profession by the time, once you go in. You don't need to be near death, but once you retire. Be allowed in. We haven't talked about it yet because it wasn't that exciting, but the Spurs go down. We'll look at it next. Uh, DeMar DeRozan hits 40. The Spurs are rounding into uh, a, a new rotation. Uh, congratulations to Lonnie Walker. We'll talk about the sixth man last night. Uh, good game by some, not enough from all as the Spurs go down. We'll look at it closely coming up. And 745, Kyler, Kyler Murray's in the news. Is he arrogant? Ooh. Self-centered? Finger pointer? Is he a finger pointer? We'll talk about Kyler and the Cardinals and the situation they find themselves. We're so glad that you're with us on a Tuesday morning. R&R continues next here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. I love working with sales types. Welcome back to R&R in the morning. He's Rudy, I'm Rob, and we're happy on a Tuesday despite the Spurs going down last night. Not unexpected. They went down to the MVP. The MVP. And I think that legitimately we can say that. I think he is. Right now. That's subject to change. Oh, and it will. It's either him or Embiid. Yeah. It's one of the two, but because DeMar has the better record. And because he's he hasn't had Levine here and there, the streak he's on, brand new team. Yeah. Right now, February 15, 2022, subject to change, DeMar DeRozan is your 2021-2022 NBA MVP. And that is crazy at his age. I'm he we're, we're at six straight games now. He's the oldest to do this. Seventh consecutive game with 30 points. 35. Well, I mean, but Give this is that five. Well, I'm going to say well, 30 yeah. points are better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you. Vucevic goes off for 25 as well. I love Vucevic. I feel like he's so underrated. You know, and he is so much exactly what we've been talking about the Spurs. And we hope Zach Collins grows to that. Yeah, the inside, outside. Because Vucevic can put you on the... If he wants to, he can put you on the block and just punish you yes. all night. If he wants to. But he chooses to step out. Smooth. To let Levine mm-hmm. and let DeMar and Kobe and Zoe and let them work out in the paint. 
but he can do what he wants to. Out of Orlando, I mean, Orlando, I guess they're trying to rebuild, so they let him go. But I would love to have Vucevic. Takeaways, 6 to 20 from 3. Only took 23s. Only made 6. Lonnie had a good game. Let's find some positives. You know, this is going to be, yeah, you're right. Who Pop that back up, Carl. What do you say? Let's talk about Collins. Us comparing Collins to Vucevic. We didn't right. compare. You're right. We You're said right. that's what no, we wanted we to want be. We want that, but no. Good <laughs> grief. We're talking about ceilings and roofs up there. We're, we're, we want to see the ceiling. We want to see where Zach can get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For now, sure. I thought Lonnie was going to start last night. I really did. I thought the matchup would, would lead itself I remember you that. saying that. I, I was wrong, but I want to give Lonnie some credit. We and should. let's talk about what the rest of the season means. I mean, this is really him playing to be a spur. You know, Rob, I think he could average 20 the rest of the way, and I don't know if they're going to keep him. Well, he'll have to take a – I mean, there's a dollar amount that the Spurs have already slotted. Oh, you, know you mean, I mean? They, so you're saying like, hey, if he takes this $15 an hour, yeah. we'll keep him. Well, if you would like to stay oh, okay. and continue your progress, there's a spot for you with X amount I of I love dollars. Lonnie. I want him around. I think we need an athletic type like that off the bench. I want Lonnie here, and he knows the system. But, you know, it's rare that the Spurs let a guy on his rookie deal go into his last year and they not let him go. I'm just going off the Spurs credit report. And I I don't know how hung up – I shouldn't say that. What's that? You know, being hung up on a, as a starter. I mean, you want to be the guy that walks nah, out. Nah, starting's be overrated. Yeah. But look at the number dispersal. Look at the numbers the, – the, the minute dispersal. This is, this is a, a unified team effort. We had how many guys? Everybody that played played double figure minutes. Yeah, everybody. The most was thirty one. The least was twelve. Everybody's in the game now. We had a lot of DNPCDs just because a lot of guys just don't either don't know the system or are not going to be playing anyway, like Joel Wieskamp. But uh, the, the limited minutes, I mean, the limited uh, access to guys over the next couple of weeks is good for this bench. It's good for this bench. This is not a bad thing, despite oh. the loss. We're still going to turn out better for it once he learns the system. Your producer, Mr. Pledge, thinks that Josh Richardson is going to take most of Lonnie's minutes. I don't know how true that is. Well, it depends on where the Spurs are going with this because Josh Richardson right now is a mercenary. He's not a long-term spur. Now, he could play himself into it. My gosh, if you're a Spurs fan, we've been watching Richardson forever. Yeah, I don't know if they have plans for him as much as it was like, okay, he is here because it made the $72 work to get rid of Derek White. I don't know if there's plans for him. He's like Keita Bates Diop. He's an NBA player. I mean, the no, guy's a NBA player. Hell guy, yeah. So there's certainly a place for him here. Do we want him long term to the detriment of the development of the younger guys? I think it's really going to be the situation. But if if we were in a situation where there was a play in game opportunity, whether you're on team tank or not, Josh Richardson would certainly come in handy. That's an experienced NBA vet who's been in playoff wars that could teach the young guys a thing or two. Yeah, it's just a matter of whether you want to be in that situation. I don't know if he's going. I don't know how much he's going to play. Landell, Pop has tried with him. He's still he's still on the learning curve. And then Vassell last night. He's a youngster, so he's going to have those games. Two for ten, zero for four, five points, twenty four minutes. That's going to happen with the with the young fellas. They didn't play a bad game. No, they didn't. If you watched it, they didn't play a bad game. It's just they ran into a bus. Like Demar is on a different planet right now, and it. And guess what? He drops 40 without hitting a three. Without shooting a three. So I know where I know the era we're in. You know, and I know we want to have been bitching about three. We want to make him shoot threes, but you don't have to. It's a luxury. You know, but when your best player can drop 
40 without even looking at a three. I don't know. Maybe there's a, there's a, a slimmer hope for the old school mid range game. He was raised by Kobe, master the mid range. And fostered by Pop, and that improved his handles. Yeah. He's a better wide open player than he used to be. He really is. Yeah. A better player in space than he was. You know, looking at what the Spurs did with uh, Keldon 0 for 2 from 3. I thought Jakob played well. I don't know. Jakob plays well every night to me. He does so many things. He does all the dirty work. He sets all the screens. He gets all the offensive rebounds. He gets all the blocks. He never gets a play called for him. Like he's like their he's their ultimate workhorse. I love Jakob. And again, I was when that, the trade originally went down, I was like, who? Who the hell is Jakob Pertle? What the hell are they doing up there in that front office? And now I love the guy. And he like, wanted to love him. We wanted Pascal. Yeah, we wanted Siakam. We ended up with Pertle. Ooh, well, you know we would have Spicy P on this lineup. Well, you know they chased him. That's a different time. We 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 marked up a different tree, but that GM up there is good, man. And he knew. He knew they had something to Spicy P. He ain't been the same without Kawhi, but he knew they had something to Spicy P. Oh, man, can you imagine him on this team? I just don't see him as Spicy P. What you, what? Pascal Siakam is a lot of things, but Spicy? That game's not spicy. I don't know what it is, but it ain't to me. I've always thought that nickname didn't fit his game. <laughs> I'll be honest. You know what? This show, one of us, either it's you or me, one of us is going to have a problem with something. <laughs> I, want, <laughs> I want Lance to make us some rocking chairs. R&R rocking chairs. That's what we need because one of us is always mad. Is one a- of us always dislikes something. <laughs> game's not spicy can it's, we both be steady. happy at once like yesterday i'm mad at golf <laughs> like how dare you throw beer cans and you're like rudy shut up it's, it was awesome and then they're like hey, what's spicy about his game like what the hell dude can we just be happy together those two old one Muppets. day you ever remember the Muppet show those two old yeah days? oh that's us <laughs> that's us waldorf and the story damn man we're all one of us is gonna be one of us is gonna be no i ain't, I ain't feeling that Speaking of, what's up? Kyler Murray is arrogant and self-centered, and he points fingers. And he's a finger-pointing, immature. Keep in mind, he's under six feet. We have a chip on our shoulder. It's called the Napoleon. Yes, complex. we. When you're under six feet, you just walk around like the world feels like you're not worth what you are. But if I came and said to you, Aaron Rodgers is arrogant and self-centered, you'd go, Yeah, yeah, he is. Kyler Murray is arrogant and self-centered. Got to fix that. We'll talk about the situation that Kyler finds himself, or is there a situation that he is dealing with? We'll talk about that next. Very quickly, we'll be back looking around the NBA. Hey, NBA fans, Clay Thompson seems to be uh, finding his form. We'll talk MVP, as we just did a little bit with DeMar. And uh, some movies. Yeah. You know, there it's it's getting close. The movie trailers for the uh, summer extravaganzas are starting to hit, and it looks like it's going to be it's a gonna good summer. It's going to be some good ones. We'll look forward to it. Man, we're glad you're with us. R&R in the morning continues post-haste here on ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Hey, this is Michael Jimenez. Have lunch with me on Halftime today at noon. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Welcome back to R&R. Hey, today, starting at 4 o'clock, J. 
Joe and Jason are out at the boardroom salon. It's at 1604 and right. I-10, next to Andretti's. You know where Top Golf is, that little yeah. complex right there. Now, the boardroom is one of those fancy places for for men. Awesome. If you're looking for haircuts, shaves, you know the We stuff. deserve we deserve to be pampered oh, yeah. too. Pamper me. Boardroom looks like it's gonna be a cool little thing. You going out there? I'm gonna go out there. It's opening its newest location here in San Antonio, 1604 and I-10. Head out there and join the boys. They're going to have, uh, let's see, 10% off all the services for new clients. Use the promo code hashtag SportsStar. Uh, book your visit today or come by and see them. They'll be out live from uh, 4 to 7. They're going to have gift cards. They'll have discounts on memberships. Everything you need today. I'm going to be out there. You should, too. I need to be uh, maybe get a haircut in there. You need to be it's groomed. It's a bold move for me to get a hair. I need to be groomed. Have you seen those commercials where they talk about, did you get a good groom? You know, the end of a good groom. Do you have good grooms? No. I don't even, I mean, I, I get ready groomed. in the morning. Yeah. I don't groom. I've never been groomed. Have I, you been scaped? I have, I, I have scaped myself. I've never actually scaped by anyone else. Yeah, I'm not letting nobody else skate. That's me. the that's the I'm getting close to the family jewels there. Yeah, I don't yeah, wanna... yeah. No, and you can't skate me. You have to use the proper tool in those things. But see, when you skate and it grows back, it's weird. It is. It's not a, it's, a word it's... of warning to those that decide yeah. to go there. You are you are preparing a field to come back thicker. Yeah, and it, it hurts when it grows back. Yes, it does. So you gotta be careful with that. And I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of people itching today as of Wednesday <laughs> was Valentine's. <laughs> Yeah, you had to be skate. You had to be clean and uh, proper for company. Had to slick up for company as they were. Oh, Rob, we got an invite, Rob. We do. When you and Rob are ready to play 40 and up league on Sundays, let me know. See, you know, I can't play a 40 and up league. I did a 40 and up league until I turned 50 and I realized I needed to play in a 50 and up league. Um, Bro, what do you got in you? Like, like, like realistically, how many good minutes you got in you? Right now? None. I, you know what? The, we were at the, uh, and by the way, much respect to you and to Mike for hitting the bucket at University oh. Studios. That's the first time I'd shot a ball in months. A year, and it a was year not me. pretty, man. Now, granted, we're doing it in a funhouse mirror kind of a way with those. But you nailed it from like 25 feet. That, bam. And then Jimenez, we were all laughing at Jimenez because he said, hey, man, set me up. I'm a spot-up shooter. Yeah. So, so he misses the. So, yeah, let me say that. He missed the first two, three shots. Distant. distant no, he was close. Yeah, he, was, he missed them. But then he was like, Rudy, pass me the ball. I'm a spot-up shooter. Get the my, hell out of here. I rolled my eyes. I was like, dude, really? But I did it. And I, I hit him with a chest pass, he and he knocks it down. Buckets. It was onions. I was <laughs> oh like, what? God. Man, I was. And he had on church clothes. <laughs> so and he knocked it down. Yeah. Much respect to you as well. And there were people that were there all night yeah, and didn't trying to win one. those crappy presents. After three shots, I had had enough. Yeah, but how many minutes you got in you, Rob? Like, let's say right it's a, now? Let's say it's a 40-minute game, two 20-minute halves. How many minutes could you play? You want play? hard minutes? You want NBA Tuesday night Milwaukee minutes? I want, no, I want beer league fifty and up minutes. How many minutes you got? I got for a full game or at one one burst. One burst. One burst. You got about two minutes. Two. I give you about two solid minutes up and down the court. <laughs> I give you everything I got. Me too. I mean, I, I'll rebound. I, I, can, I can give you three to five. I'll get you a rebound. I'll get you an outlet. <laughs> I'll take a shot. I'll make a pass. But the fist is up. <laughs> the fist yeah. will be up, coach. You remember when you needs to not want to come out? Now I'm like, yo, come in. I need one. <laughs> And I need third. I got to get there probably an hour early because I got to stretch. Like I'm, it's a must. I stretch. I remember just. I remember days just coming to gym. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me tie my shoes. Now, yeah. if I don't get there thirty minutes early to get a quality stretch, 
something's going down. How, how many friends do you have st- to this day that are still gym rats? A lot. Me too. I, I've got two. Uh, that, a lot of friends they, are still. They, they look talking. at me like I'm a, a weirdo. Right. Like, you ain't playing no more? I, I wish like, I could. No. My knees are so bad. I, it just, it's just not possible. But, you know, I have good old Frank Garza, a friend of mine, good man, plays ball all the time. He's older than me. But he's still playing. You do not want to play him. He's one of those guys that never stops moving and just knows. He plays on two courts, and he knows the Kentucky windage. He knows exactly everything about the court, and he does not miss. Yeah. Does not. Guy I went to high school with, Ruben Robles. This dude plays all the time. I wish I, I wish I had the wherewithal to get out and play a game. When the last time you hooped, Carl? Uh-oh. I'm waiting so to hear this. Uh, I was probably going multiple times a week pre-pandemic. I have not. Oh. I have not run a sprint on a basketball hardwood <laughs> since, <laughs> since well, see, everything was shut down. <laughs> I think it would be hard for you to stay away because you're around it so well, see, much. It, like you're the around the ball. Like you, you play by play with the UTSA, with the Austin. Like, I would think like you get the itch because you're around. No, it. I, I'll tell you from my experience. I was in the gym all the time. Oh, that's right. You, you were did, a coach, you, but uh, that scratched the itch. I didn't have to play. I was in the game. So I I played probably a less the more I was involved with the boys and coaching than I ever did, even sense. though I was in a gym every day. The itch was scratched. I got the game. I didn't. You just shoot a few jumpers here. Yeah, hit a you few should... jumpers, you know, do whatever, just to, you know, when you're exhibiting something, tell not enough to embarrass yourself in front of the kids or anything. Yeah, but... tell the kids, if y'all knew me back when, I would have killed you. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. Yeah. The old man. Yeah, it's been a while, man. I was, Yeah, that's what I, my, I was. We had a membership at the Y because they built the YMCA on Petrenko. Mm-hmm. And right before the pandemic hit, I was playing like twice a week at the Y. So the last time I played was early 2020. It's been a while. And, you know, again, most of my games anymore are half court. <laughs> so yeah. getting down the court. Because I'd rather hoop than get on the treadmill. Oh, I will live by this. There's something about running that I feel like I'm being punished. That's, I've done something wrong. Therefore, you must run. Right. Hey, we didn't get to Kyler. I promise we will. But coming back, look mm-hmm. at the NBA. The MVP race getting hot. DeMar DeRozan leads the pack. Who would you vote for? Praise for Josh Giddy. And here comes Clay Thompson. Around the league we go when we get back. Hang around with us. r and in the morning only gets better. Here on ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Uh. Rob Thompson. Rudy J. Uh. R and R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Carl Schoenig doing far more than pushing buttons. Take us all the way to 10 o'clock. We're glad you're with us today. Good morning. Look at the NBA off the bat. When was the last time you went to a movie theater? Walked in, bought your popcorn. It was recently. What'd you see? What did we see? Damn, I wish my wife was the sister. She could tell. I went with, it was all of us. We went to see some kid. Oh, I went. To, we went to see Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Went to see Spider-Man. Yeah, I didn't even Me see and that. Me the family. And that was good. That was a good movie. Yeah, it was good. Everybody liked that one. That was my three-year-old's first movie. She did well. Oh, she awesome. Did, she did well. By about 30, 45 minutes, she was ready to like, hey, I mm-hmm. wanted to explore this theater. Let me run around a little bit. When my oldest was first born, I was in a position to move my schedule, and I worked in the evenings. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I took care of the boy, my oldest, Jack, during the day mm-hmm. when he was little. So after a couple of months, I was going stir crazy. I'd take him to the movies <laughs> in the baby seat, me and like the old ladies. Yeah. It was great. The movies would put him to sleep. Yeah. The loud noises never really bothered him. That's good. So yeah, he, that was, 
I was in the theater. I was the stay home dad with a whole baby's carriage like, and all that. You look like the single dad. Like I oh had everything, God. man. I had a cool backpack. You're such a cool dad. Uh, yeah, man. I could I could change a diaper with one hand. Never even have to put down my beer. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm a weave. I think you after a while you master it. I was watching uh, highlights last night as I was going to bed and saw a clip of Clay Thompson. This, this was not. This was the last night. Now, this was this I'm talking But this was last night because the oh the Warriors were playing, but they were showing highlights of what he had done the night before. Got you. Was he had the most points anybody had in a quarter so far this year? Yeah. Was it sixteen in the fourth? He's a monster. That is of great concern. To Phoenix and Milwaukee? To the rest of the NBA, you should be very concerned if Clay Thompson is becoming what he was. Just be very concerned. I don't care how good you think you are. The Warriors, if they get it right, you can't beat them. Yeah, Steve, I think um, a lot of these teams are looking. They need the all-star break. Toward the all-star break, teams start playing bad. Mm -hmm. The Warriors have lost three of four. So it's just like guys are peeking around the corner like, yo, I need a I need a uh, decompress. And I think Clay's kind of filling that vacuum as he's getting in better, better shape. Right. And everybody's kind of stepping back. But once, if he can continue doing this. And, and Draymond gets back. And, Draymond, and Steph goes on the rip that he did last year. Remember that last month and a half last year oh with Steph? Oh, my God. We had to get into the play-in. Yeah. Look out for the Warriors. Yeah, them and Phoenix should be a really good battle for the West. We talked about DeMar earlier, the... Uh, the He's MVP. the MVP. He's the MVP right now. Today, you know, subject to change. That's what they say during the commercials. You know, do you find it interesting that we're not even talking about Milwaukee or Giannis, that he's not? Well, see, the thing about it is because they're in the middle of the pack, we kind of Milwaukee, and I hate to do this, but they're just a lot like the Spurs. They're, I mean, they're going to be a lot like the Spurs. It's like, okay, we know y'all have a great player. We know y'all just won a title, but I don't know about you guys. You know, and even though Giannis is the best player in the league right now, I mean, like, as far as, like, just overall game, he's averaging 30 and 12. He's not the most valuable this year. There's a couple guys doing it a little bit better than him, but as far as, like, when you put him in a playoff, there's no, no one really has a matchup for him, but they're going to deal with a little of that Spurs, Spurs-dom where nobody really believes in them. Small market, we don't really care. We don't really believe you. But, yeah, Milwaukee, they still gotta, they're still going to be in the hunt when it's all said and done okay. because they play good team basketball. Let's look at the East. Let's look at it. The Heat, you're buying or selling out there. They're sitting in first place, 37 and 20. Do you feel like, as we sit today, they are a legitimate NBA championship caliber? I don't. They were just in the, they were just in the finals. I know. I don't, though. It was the bubble, though. What do we th- okay? When I when you want me to buy or sell, what am I buying or selling? Do you think, as we sit today, if the okay. playoffs were to begin right now, they're the one seed. Are they playing in the championship? I don't think so. No, I'm selling. Bulls sit in second place. Just one more loss. They're gonna make it to the finals. Sell. Sell. See, here we go. Now, third place, the Cavaliers. I know that answer. No. Sell. The two young. 76ers sitting in fourth place. I'm buying. Mm-hmm. Me I'm too. I'm buying that they could be. Bucks sitting in fifth place. Buying. Celtics. Sell. They've won seven straight, mm-hmm. though. Raptors. Hard sell. Nets. Hmm. 
sitting in eighth place, 30 and 27. They're one and nine in their last 10. <laughs> but they finally picked up a little. They're like the Lakers for me, so I'm going to buy. Okay. Now, I think we're out of we're out of money. Hornets, Hawks, Wizards, any of those? Of no, 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 of no, no, no interest at all. So you look in the West. Okay, let's go. Suns. Buy. Warriors. Buy. Grizzlies. Hard sell. Jazz. They never do anything in the playoffs. And now no Ingles. Sell. Mavericks. Sell. Nuggets. No Jamal Murray. Sell. Timberwolves. Sell. Clippers. Sell. See where we sit today? Is it wide open, or is there just such a separation between there's the top? Five, there's only five teams. There's only five teams that legit have a shot. Phoenix, Golden State, the Bucks, Philly, and then the Nets, and possibly the Lakers. And that's it. And, and I the say, Lakers, I and think. And, of course, I'm the I'm on the island all by myself with that. I just refuse to jump off the ship just yet. I'm like the band on the Titanic. I'm going to keep playing music right now for the Lakers. I agree. <laughs> And I and I fully understand if anybody calls me idiotic for that, I'm fine with that because trust me, my eyes my eyes are telling me that's a bad basketball team that's not going anywhere. But it's just something that keeps tapping me on the show. Like you really want to count LeBron and Anthony Davis out? Are you sure, Rudy? You sure? So I'm gonna keep I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the party going. I'm gonna go down with the ship with the band playing. The uh, the rookie crop. I feel bad about dissing Utah though. I keep waiting on them to turn the corner, and they never do. Like they haven't had their Denver moment where they've gotten to a conference final. I don't know. It's just something about them. Now that Memphis team that I sold next year, I'll probably be buying. I think it's the curse of Mike Conley. Is it the curse of Mike Conley, or is it the curse of Mark Gasol? Oh, you talking about with Utah? Yeah, I know. But hell, at least in the Mem- in Memphis, Conley made it to a Western Guard Finals. He just ran up against the Spurs. I'm, I'm just saying, the I don't, Spurs have quite I dislike a few people him. from the finals. I just think some guys are destined to be almost, and I think Mike Conley's an almost. He's an almost. Maybe almost. that's what it is. The, I like Memphis. Their makeup. I like Memphis too. Like, I just feel like ah, uh, they're young. They feel like Denver did a couple years ago. Right. Like if I if I'm they're playing CP3 and it's Game Six and Phoenix is up three two, Chris Paul is going to close them out in the fourth quarter. You know, like this, just, they're just one of the like. It takes time. Golden State. I remember when Golden State was super young and took the Spurs to six, and then it's like, okay, this team's coming, mm-hmm. and 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 they look really good. They're coming. When the double overtime, Danny Green hit a big three. I can't remember the game. Manu hit a big three. I don't know if y'all remember that game. This is when Golden State was on the come up. That's where I have Memphis right now in that lane. But that but they, that lane is they're coming, and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with if. Their owner opens the checkbook to keep the youth. The future, certainly we know who Ja is. I think their real future lies on how Jaron Jackson, if he can mature into something. If he can, which right now I think we're 50-50. But if he can mature into something, I think they've got a shot. Yeah, someone just has no Chicago or no Cleveland as as far as the finals. As far as the finals go, DLP, look, it's Chi- just, yeah. I would have the shot. I would have Chi-Town ahead of them, and that and that's going to depend on Zach Levine's knee. Mm-hmm. That's going to depend on Caruso, and that's going to depend on Lonzo. All three of those guys are hurt right now. Now, if they come in hundred percent, maybe you know, maybe, maybe, just maybe. But Cleveland, not yet. Cleveland to me is kind of like Memphis. Like Memphis is legit. Cleveland is legit, but they're not ready to go against a Giannis. They're not ready to go against uh, the Golden State Warriors as far as Memphis goes or um, Phoenix. 
Not this season. It takes time, man. It's a learning curve. I will say that, yeah. Uh, yeah, it takes some time. To but beat I a think- team four times. Like, I don't think people really, really understand that with a young team. Like, knowing how to close out a team. Can we talk? I will say that, you know, the style that that Donovan has decided to play with his guys mm-hmm. is very much akin, and it's not the same, but akin to Golden State. It's not State. four out of seven DLP, and they lost. Go ahead. It's akin to Golden State. Right. And, you know, some, the, the analytics tell us that's the style that wins basketball. Right. But you, keep, you have to have the right guys. Golden State has been great because they've got Steph and Clay. I will say this. It's not the Jersey. same kind of guys, but they got enough good guys for Chicago to make it work. Yeah, but to be a sure. jump-shooting team, you know, we saw what the Rockets tried. Right. Eventually, over time, yeah, those shots will fall, but they've got to fall at the right times. And, and for Houston, inevitably, it was always Game 7 where things just fell apart, whether it was Chris Paul or they went over 18 or whatever the right. case was. I think that the Bulls have enough of the guys no, to do. overcome the doldrums. And they're vets. So I'm not going to discount them as much as I have other teams so that play buying? that style. I think I'm going to buy the Bulls in that I will only buy – because I can't say it today, like we're okay. buying today, because I got to buy the Bulls with a healthy Caruso and a healthy Zach Levine and, and Vucevic fully functioning. And I mean, you know, Kobe White's doing what he's continued doing. Yeah, he, if he, played, continues, he played well last he night. He smoked us last night. We got kind of victimized by quickness. We forgot about him yeah. because they got pushed to the back mm-hmm. of the bench because Alonzo and Caruso, but Kobe can play. He's got quickness, the, the yeah. likes of which we don't see very often. So if all those guys are fully functioning, they I'm buying. Okay. Today I'm not because everybody's hurt, but... Demar's enough to be the MVP candidate. One more thing with the uh, with the, as we're talking MVP rookie of the year, Evan mm-hmm. Mobley seems to be the runaway on this one. I think Evan Mobley's having a hell of a year. You think he's the rookie of the year? But you got Josh Giddy. Let's give there's something there, man. I'm glad Giddey's that this guy is living up to it. Yeah. Ooh. I'm, it, triple doubles. The guy is legit. It might, be, it might be Giddy. It's feeling that way. The Mobley, far and away, the guy stepped onto a pro court. Looks like a pro. Yeah, Mobley's surrounded by a really good team. You got Jared Allen protecting him yeah, from a lot he, of the ill He walked into a Ben Roethlisberger situation. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just their GM up there got it right and got it right quick and flourishing. So a respect there. But Giddy, another triple double. I like he can play, man. We've been looking for he that can guy. Play. Uh, Carl, Sam the, Presti, man. Well, who That's, is the guy? We've had what three or four guys that have come out to be. The Euros, the international types that we've been waiting for. What was the Israeli guy that came out a couple years ago? Uh, Danny Avija. Yeah, mm-hmm. Abja. Oh. And he's where is he with the he's Wizards? With Washington. Yeah. He, um, it, you know, Washington. I, I don't know what's going on with them. They have an interesting log jam there. And Ryu Hachimura, mm-hmm. I want to say, just kind of went missing over the summer, and nobody knew what happened. And he's kind of get in there too. So they they have a little no man's land log jam of players that they Agreed. took in the lottery. And we took Lucas Simonic, and others have looked for that that European unicorn 6'10", handles, jump shot, and all that. Looks like Giddy, though he's not European, he's Aussie, but looks like he's got the game. Fun to watch. When we come back, the movies that are going to hit the screens in the Super Bowl, did you guys see the Top Gun commercial, the partnership with with Porsche? No. It's like Top Gun's going to be fun. The movies that are hitting this summer, reason to get back and eat some popcorn in a theater. And Stephen Ross... 945, Stephen Ross, the current <laughs> owner of the Miami Dolphins, right might now. be the former owner of the Miami Dolphins after the news that came to light from Brian Flores regarding getting paid to tank. 
Doesn't look like that's going to last very long, and his seat might be hot. The NFL might be coming for him first before they even talk to the commanders who seem to be stealing all of our sayings. Hold on tight. Coming back. The movies you need to go to. You're on R&R in the morning, and this is San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Here's the 411. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fast forward, man. It's all good. Sorry, Carl. Usually I'm a, that's what it means. Yeah, it does. I thought I would take a guess. I stepped right on myself. It's all my, good. We step away. Let's do this right. Let's, Let's do the 411. Y'all are going to notice a trend in this one. <laughs> All right. I like Headline two. Tyreek Evans reinstated by the NBA and NBA Players Association after a two-year ban. This two-year ban comes from violating the hmm. NBA and National Basketball Players Association anti-drug program. Guard Tyreek Evans has been reinstated to play in the league at 32 years old. He's eligible to start negotiating with teams immediately and can sign a contract as soon as Friday at noon Eastern time. The league announced Evans is considered to be in good physical condition and expected to start making himself available to work out for teams. He has averaged 15.7 points per game, 4.8 rebounds per game, and 4.6 assists in 594 career games. Evans is the first player to be suspended and reinstated since Chris Birdman Anderson was reinstated in 2008. The NBA PA and NBA drug policy calls for a player's dismissal after two years if he tests positive for what is considered a drug of abuse. It wasn't weed. No, it would seem to be stronger than that. I want to say Chris Anderson was rumored to, uh, I think, have meth in his system. Yeah, I remember. What, did they end any reports on Tyreek? What it was with him? I mean, I, I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, I could doesn't matter. Good for him to do that game. You know, he was just one of those guys that was a me guy, and he's like, "Yo, I'm going to get mine." And you know, y'all get in where you fit in. Never really learned how to make people better. But another, when you say Memphis, he was in Memphis under Calipari. Yep. And then, yeah. right? Yeah. Memphis, and he had some good years with the Kings. Able to always got to the bucket, strong with the ball. So maybe, you know, he's learned some things and he can help a team out. I always liked his game. Feels like a Laker to me. <laughs> you think I I'm know, kidding? Right? If he saves the Lakers, that would be no, a whole know, right? story. Hey. hey, he's got game. There's enough there to at least merit a, a look-see. And, uh, and I joke about the Lakers, but they could use him. Yeah, the way Russ is playing. Russ is getting uh, – Russ is the first person. He's getting booed nightly in L.A. Last person to get booed in L.A. was like Andrew Bynum. Like, nobody boos in L.A. Russ is getting booed in L.A. nightly. I don't feel bad for him. He brought no, it on He'll be all right. But, no, yeah. Tyreek, good for him, man. Hope he stays uh, clean and got himself together and helps some team out. Tyreek, moving on. Headline one. Drug dealer testifies the stage <laughs> is set for Matt Harvey to take the stand in trial of former Los Angeles Angels staffer Eric Kay. Oh, that's right. It was thrown in almost as... An aside, part of cross-examination at the end of an eventful day in court, while questioning a former DEA agent, defense attorney Michael Malfetta asked whether the agent was aware that in 2019, Tyler Skaggs sent L.A. Angels teammate Matt Harvey a text asking him to put drugs on his locker because he wanted to pitch loosey-goosey, is the quote. That nugget and the suggestion that Skaggs pitched what? a game while high made its way to into record of U.S. versus Eric K. during Monday's testimony, but it was more of a tease as to what's to come Tuesday when Harvey is scheduled to testify. The former All-Star is expected to be facing blistering questions about his own history of drug use. 
You know, the, the opportunity here to kind of open up what was going behind the scenes with the Angels, this is a this is a terrible proposition because yeah. it appears that the team itself, someone, a representative, a member of the team, was supplying one of their pitchers with heroin. Now, he won't be the first to have been no. uh, told, uh, talked about to pitch high or on some sort of... They've been doing this since the 20s. Yeah. But I've never heard of a team supplying. Uh, it was a team manager well, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, a team manager, a member of the of the, getting paid by the franchise bringing it in. And more to come on this. Good thing baseball's in a lockout. Nobody's paying I attention because this is a mess. This is awful. This is, will go down one of those ongoing awful be- sports stories. I hope not. But that's where we're leading. That looks like that's where we're headed. Moving on. Yikes. Headline zero. Russian figure skater Camila you're catching the trend yeah. is happy about being cleared to compete cleared to compete at the Beijing Olympics but also tired emotionally born out after a grueling doping hearing Russian figure skater Camila Valaviva said she was happy nonetheless after being allowed to skate Tuesday in the women's short program at the <laughs> Beijing Olympics. She's 15 years old, and she said she's oh. the under overwhelming favorite. Excuse me, overwhelming favorite for the gold medal alongside Russian teammates Alexander. I'll skip those names too, <laughs> who are aiming for the first sweep of any nation of the Olympi- the Olympics podium. So this is the story as I'm because I've paid zero attention to the Olympics. Sadly. Same. So she was tested positive before the Olympics for some sort of heart medication that one of the side effects or benefits of allows her to compete longer, harder, faster, whatever it might be. So she's there. The, the The fact comes out that she tested positive for this. And now the Olympic Committee is like, okay, well, you can continue to skate. We're going to further investigate this. And if you win, no one will get their medals. Or if you place in the top three, the gold, silver, or bronze, no one gets their medals until the investigation is complete. But we're going to allow you to skate just in case. Now, if you looked at it in a vacuum, and let's, let's throw the countries out. And it was skater from X, test positive in December, but somehow gets through WADA, the, the uh, USADA and WADA, the world doping and the United States doping. They get through that. And they get to the Olympics, and something comes out that there was a problem. And the organizing committee, whatever, decides, because we're finding about this late, we're going to allow you to skate just in case we were wrong. And if you were, if you test negative or whatever it is, whatever they got to do, and you place, we'll give you the medal. What do you think of that? Is that something that you agree with? Or should there be no reason for this person to skate, no matter what country she's from, because of the positive test? Um, I'm going to say because of the positive test, much like Shikari Richardson, who had to stay home from Tokyo. Well, that's weed. That that leads to dancing and drinking yeah. beer. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if, if Shikari can't go, this, and sorry, I know this young lady's only 15, and it's not her fault, you know, per se, because she's just doing what she had to do for her heart. Um, You got to sit home. There you go. She's just if, supposed to be at home. It's if, only right. If you operate on that premise, she shouldn't even be yeah. here. Then there's no reason for her to be up there. And I know the U.S. skaters are highly upset. that They feel like there is no reason for because, her to be there. Wait, in which, which country is this young lady from? She's Russian. So uh, in most people's minds, fair or not, they got her this heart medicine so that she could use that the PED yes. that's in the heart medicine. <laughs> yeah. You know? 
So, and that's the other thing about PEDs. People only have their mind wrapped around steroids. I hope to make you be, you got to remember there's the EPO, there's the blood thinners, there's the things that help you with your endurance, things that help you with focus. So there's other ways to get, you know, that just aren't steroids. But no, if she got a positive test, she should be at home. There's, uh, what was the uh, Russian tennis player that got into it for something, some kind of heart medication? Forget her name. But moving on, this is a, it's a mess. And I think the Russian angle here is also bad as we await Russian, <laughs> a Russian attack, invasion of the Ukraine at any Dude. moment. What year is this? Moving on. It's 2022. That's the it feels like 84. Like I feel like it's 1984, and we're dealing with the Russian doping yet again, and aggression with one of their former satellites yet again. What decade am I sitting in as we talk sports? Great nine uh, four one one. The uh, the thread was well put. What kind of drug? A drug induced four one one. It was a thread of how f- drugs affect the greater I sports. Feel that's, high. That's restaurant quality radio right there. There was a theme to it. We had heroin, we had PEDs, and what was the other one we had? It was heroin, PED, and one more. Reinstatement for Tyreek Evans. Reinstatement. We don't even know what Tyreek was could be some, Well, Tyreek, man, he got some, that, 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 yeah, that good money, that long money. Because two years, they don't ban you two years for weed. No, there was a long road getting to two years. Welcome to the Los Angeles Lakers, Tyreek. <laughs> Grab a jersey, sit, sit next to the other old guys. Hey, coming back, we're going to talk about movies that are around uh, the bend as the summer blockbuster season is almost here and the trailers are running. We're interested. Hang on tight. And also look at the NFL, Stephen Ross, not PEDs, but uh, incentives to lose. Lots to talk about. And you. What up, B? Hang around with us. This is R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 and 1033 FM. That ain't working. That's R&R in the morning. He's Rudy. I'm Rob. Thanks for joining us today. So watching the Super Bowl, they had a uh, Top Gun commercial. I see. Again, I guess I just, just tapped out. I didn't care. I probably got on my phone. I don't know. And they're partnering with Porsche. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there was a little, bit of, a little bit of Tom Cruise jetting around in some sort of cabriolet or whatever it was. A little bit of F-14 action as Top Gun returns to the theaters. I think they said it'll be in May. I'm excited about that. I remember when it hit. And that's just the bit oh, no, man. first stuff. of the popcorn movies that are going to be hitting in the summer. See, this is the thing with those. And, like, they got the Peacock has the Bel Airs, the reboot of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. There was a Come to America, too. The thing you have to do with those, like a Top Gun, you have to put... What you remember of Top Gun, of Fresh Prince of Bel Air, of Coming to America to the side and just accept this new one for what it is. If you're going to go into the movie, like you couldn't go into Coming to America 2 thinking, all right, how is this going to top number one? No, you just got to take it for what it what what number two is. The same with Bel Air, the same with Top Gun. You can't go in like, oh, man, the volleyball scene, jean short cutoffs, no shirts, them spiking volleyballs, Mav, Goose. Take this one for what it is. Don't compare them because if you go in with the like, all right, I'm gonna see if it tops this one. You're never gonna be satisfied. It's a cla- those are classics for reasons. No, you're right, but, but that's hard to no, do. But that okay, so I can see the Top Gun. You know the progress. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what they're I don't gonna know if do. He's right, old dude flying. You know, 
transport planes now. I think he's going to be the mentor now. Yeah, like, that's there's going to be thinking. someone coming up. It'll be the Rocky scenario right, all over Just again. like you. Yeah. yeah. I was a maverick, too. Yeah. That's I lost a, Goose. I'll uh, never get over it. Right. Um, but the, the Fresh Prince reboot... That's a whole different vibe. It's not even like, yeah, there's not a Uncle, Uncle Phil don't look the same. He doesn't look like it's Aunt nice Viv to be in Bel Air. Carlton is in the goof, a little goofball, no. geeky, little nerdy guy. Like, so just accept that for so what it you, is. Do you want to watch that? Yeah, I just, you do? I, yeah, I want to watch it. I think it's going to be good. I, I, I was excited about it, but now I'm kind of like, man, I, I what want, you want to see? I want Jazzy Jeff having a good time, and I want you, you know want chubby Uncle Phil, yeah, the judge or the lawyers. Come on, I want man. trying to pick up and meet girls. Now everybody's and cool. Yeah, yeah, everybody's having fun. <laughs> I don't want sadness in Bel Air. It looks different. I want him being pulled out of of uh, harm's way in Philly and just living a good if life. That's the case. Then we just should just watch reruns. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm down <laughs> with the reruns. Don't make it sad. <laughs> it's not going to be sad. That's just that's just um. What is it called? That's just teasers. I hope so. Will wouldn't let him mess up his his baby. I hope not. I know way too much That's about Will baby. Smith anyway, though. I know about his sex life. I know, I, know, I know way too much about that guy. Will and Jada were fine until they started doing interviews. Yeah, I don't. That's why you should never do interviews because mm-hmm. before they were doing interviews, it was just like a mystery. Like, ooh, what is their relationship like? Are yeah. they really swingers or not? I, I don't want to know. And then as soon as Jada was like, yeah, I had an entanglement. <laughs> and never, nothing was the same. And that, I ain't talking about Drake's album. No, I don't want to know that stuff. Right. So, what are you looking forward to? Okay, so I got the. We all get them. We all do Fandango. So I guess as we we do we do Fandango codes here on the show that we give out for people to go to the movies. I love Fandango. Yeah. So March twenty fifth, we have something called The Lost City. That looks good with my gal Sandra Bullock and Mister Magic Mike Channing Tatum. He's busy. It's a weird. Comedy. It's what, kind is she of, his mom? It's kind of cougarish. <laughs> There's something going on there. Cougarish. I'm down for it, though. But he's dating someone hot. I would assume so. He's dating. Who is Channing Tatum dating? He's, damn it. Give me a second. Let me hit the, he's uh, dating. My gosh. Channing Tatum. Is it Zoe Kravitz? He's dating, yeah, he's dating Zoe Kravitz right now. See, I'm new. It is. Zoe Kravitz. So, okay. So that's March 25th. I don't know. They... They get lost in the woods. She finds a map to some treasure. They're on the treasure hunt. I'm sure at some point they'll awkwardly kiss on accident, act like they didn't mean to kiss. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm okay with it. You okay with it? Yeah, I was okay with it. And then they make out, and then a gorilla slaps them, and then, you know, there won't be a physical scene. This isn't a this isn't a movie where there'll be a physical scene between these two, but there'll be the awkward kiss. Um, April 8th, Sonic 2. Is that Hedgehog? That didn't fare too well, the first one. I'm wondering how they got a second. See, I'm glad I don't have kids. I won't have to see that. Did you see the first one, Carl? Or are you not a Sonic guy? I don't know. I, I, I did see it I on Hulu so. because it was free. <laughs> you know, I, it, it was one of those where I could turn it off, and then I don't think I watched, like, the middle of it, and I saw the end of it for just kind of the, you know, the big scene where he figures it out, and then, yeah, I didn't really even pay attention so, to the end. So with this one, you'll do the same, wait no, till it's free? Probably. Okay. Maybe, if that. I don't think the first one warranted that, actually. The fact that they're making another one concerns me. Yeah. May 6th, the Marvel World. What's the guy? What's the smart guy's name? I, Doctor the, Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I am waiting for that one. Okay. That's going to be fun. <laughs> what? Is, is this the one? Don't hate. No, I'm not no, hating. No, no, no. This isn't Moon. Oh, we're like, I can't tell if I'm awake no, or that asleep. that one I'm That's, down. 
I, I don't um, know what that one is. Moon Knight. Moon, Moon Knight. Knight. That looks good. And it looks dark. It does. It looks like one of the darker Marvel movies that we'll see, and I'm down. But Doctor Strange, it's strange. I don't know. Is he the? Is he supposed to be the most powerful of the Marvel? Because it seems like he is. He's a wizard, so he has his own strengths and weaknesses. See, they're, they're cheating. Yeah, it's just high concept. It's it's very much if if you can't really fathom what a multiverse is, then you, yeah. you'll be lost from the start. Yes, I was oh, telling my okay. mother and father watching the Super Bowl commercials, they weren't made for you. Don't <laughs> yeah, just mean. say you hate them. No, I don't they hate weren't it. Made I don't for hate you. it. And Marvel stuff, like you just, like Carl just said, I learned from b- being around the Marvel types. What did he say? It's high, high concept. High concept. And I'm not a high concept guy. Yeah. I, I I take each individual movie for what it is. It's yeah. hard for me to put the universe together. I'm down with the muscle muscle bound. I'm down with Hulk. I'm down with Thor. The tangible I'm down with superhero trait. Yeah, like You're down those. with Thanos. I like Thanos. Oh man, you tried to end the world. Are the Cowboys wasting their talent? Whoa, Sports Star was on Get Up. It just said yes. it just quoted Emmett Smith from San Antonio Sports Star. That was cool on Get Up. Just saw it. Yeah, that's that's why I was pointed that. out at you. Yeah, do you have DVR in there? Uh, no. Sorry to yeah. just we don't sorry even to disrupt the segment. That was cool. No, I'm glad <laughs> no, you I'm did. I'm glad Carl. you did. What the hell? Uh, momentous occasion for those of you unaware. Just on uh, this Damn. morning on uh, Greeny's show, uh, we were uh, called out. We were um, annotated as the receiver of the quote with Emmett Smith uh, as he sat down uh, with uh, Jason and uh, Jason Joe. Saw it. And got all worked yeah. up. He got a little worked up. Got a little sweaty. He pounded sweaty. the table a couple times. He liked our interview. He liked Jason and Joe so much. They were like, you know what? Why don't we come? Y'all come out. Why don't y'all come out to the party? Why don't y'all come to my party? That was no smoking. The hell, man! It's twenty twenty two. We were outside. I was outside. Let me smoke my cigar, man. If I can't smoke there, I don't go there. I was like, Jason, let's go to Universal Studios. Couldn't smoke there either. <laughs> moving Are on. There, what other movies coming up? You I said got Universal you. Studios. Um, June tenth. We rode on a Jurassic ride. It was yes, pretty sir. good. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion in theaters June 10th. So how did they down. get loose again? Can't we find a better see, fence? Here you go, Rob. You see? You see? <laughs> they keep getting loose. I had a dog like that. Eventually, he got away never came back. Maybe this is what happens. They finally get out and it's over. Yeah, and they're we- only dinosaurs. Why do we have so much trouble with dinosaurs? I love, like, I like I was telling you as we were riding on the ride, I was like, dude, I can't believe, because they have, like, the actual size yeah, dinosaurs, like, awesome. moving. That was cool. And I was just looking at them like, man, I can't believe. Now, sorry, Kyrie, I can't believe dinosaurs really roam the earth. Like, it's crazy to think about that. Like, think about, like, you driving down the driveway, then you be you know, on 1604, and Stegosaurus is just chilling, eating some grass. You the size of a whale. You know what I'm saying? Or T-Rex is like, you know, hunting on 410 I-10. Like, it's like, you know, like, think about that. Like, think about that. Like, T-Rex was just really chilling somewhere, you know what I mean, eating things. So, and Pledger's giving us a full Marvel breakdown. Yeah, see, what, what, the, what the Marvelites don't get is we don't care. <laughs> we, we like the movies. We do. I like the movies. I will watch every like one of them. I like some of them. But I'm not the high. Co- I'm not trying to put the puzzle together. Yeah, you don't have to give me I the don't, puzzle. I don't care what this had to do with the other movie. Yeah. I just want to know when I sit down in the movie. I hate it when I. There are inside jokes. I hate 
when you sit down in a series you can't and, hate it, and you're, Rob. Well, no, you can't I, hate it. No, I don't hate anybody around. I don't like not knowing. I have that FOMO. So when I somebody says something and you hear everybody around you go, oh, you know, but see, and I'm just like, trying to what give was us that? The, he's trying to give us the background. But I don't it. care. Yes, you do because you just said you get mad when you don't know the but joke. They just, I'm just saying, don't write those in. Right, okay. the Robs of the world do not care. Now, this one, Rob, I may be a little nostalgia for you and your boys. I don't know. I don't know how what you This one I'm, I'm about to tell you about. Disney Pixar, mm-hmm. Lightyear. A I don't know if your boys. Oh, I don't know if your boys are toys. That's fans. June seventeenth. So now he looks grown, but Lightyear looks like a man. I don't know about this one, but I know I had to be like. For you and your boys, Buzz y'all were was Toy right Story. in the sweet spot. Yeah, we were huge Buzz Lightyear fans. Okay, so June seventeenth, maybe you Clay we, and and you know Jack go and catch this. Well, one. We probably we, we had the Buzz Lightyear action figure that had all the of course wings did. would pop out and it would you just see? speak for no apparent reason. I knew you would like that. One. Oh man, we are down with that. Okay, and then um, closing out the summer, the one of the more twisted minds in Hollywood right now. Jordan Peele's next horror film, Hope, July 22nd. Don't do this. No, I liked it. I've seen the preview. I can't figure I out what I don't the hell know it's about. It's, but see, that's how, um, not Get Out, but that's how the one, the one in the middle was when they were, they were, they were seeing each other like themselves. Yes, that was, uh, Get Out. Then, no, not Get Out. Get out. That was, was after Get Out. I don't remember what it was called, but I didn't understand. That's smart for me. He's a smart guy. Yeah. The movies he makes, I, it, I have to think a lot. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I told my buddies, because, like, they're all into it, and they're like, well, if you go on YouTube, it explains it. Like, so I don't but need see, that. that's the thing. Like, I spent $13.95 for the movie to explain it to me. I, I Like, why should I have to go and spend my money? Why should I go and spend $100 at the movies, took a couple tickets, uh, popcorn, drinks, you know what I mean? And then I leave the movie and have to go like, hey, man, let's go to YouTube and figure out what this meant. Need no. a manual to keep up. I don't want to do that. So, whatever. Anything else? So those are the biggest those ones? Those were it. I thought there was another. Uh... I might, did I miss something? Well, no. Not, I mean, I thought there was another sequel of something that was coming. I don't remember which one it was. Did they list Top Gun on this list? No. See, there, there are others out there. That's. I remember when they finally decided they were going to redo Top Gun. I went and saw I thought Top- I was see. I'm under the impression it had already come out. No, and they, I just missed it. Uh, they started filming right at the beginning of the pandemic, and I remember there was a video us, clip. Yes, it was called Us. That was the crazy yeah, the one. Us I didn't, one. I didn't understand Us. I watched that at home. But when the when the pandemic first began, there was a clip of Tom Cruise losing his mind with guys not wearing their masks, like. They were the oh, first movie yeah. to come back and really try. And he was to, like, and you have, there's, a, right. there's families on the line, and you're not taking it serious. Yeah. So that's the movie. That that's was right. about a year ago. See, and that's why I was like, oh, Top Gun already came out. So when you told me Top Gun, I was like, it didn't already come out? I joined. I went and saw Top Gun like three days before I went to basic training. Oh, so you were amped up. I was fired up. Living on the edge. Well, I was going to Air Force Base to train, and that was Navy, so of course oh, okay. there was the competition. But you know, I was ready to go to basic. Boy, they beat that out of me real quick. <laughs> there was no highway to the danger zone on day four of basic training. There was no hot <laughs> yeah. flight instructor coming at my way. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was on my knees cleaning a toilet with a toothbrush. Yeah, I guess I'm missing Kenobi on Disney and the Mandalorian. See, there, there, look, the Mandalorian. Look, these are the things. I just read off the email I got, guys. Okay, you movie buffs, 
I read the email that I got. All right. Hey, what Damn. Movie, what I do want to see uh, Kenobi. What? what movie are you guys? You and Mike tomorrow? Tomorrow. What's tomorrow. Um, he wants me to do the Truman Show, and he's doing. Oh, yawn. I don't know what he's doing. I don't even know I'm where to sorry, watch, you the have to Truman, watch show. The Truman Show. Was it that bad? It, I, it wasn't his best. I forgot what Mike's doing tomorrow. He's doing something random. But Kenobi, I do want to watch Kenobi. And I still haven't seen Boba Fett. Which has been outstanding. Which you were watching in well, L.A. It's That's how extraordinary. I knew you were Hey, we're in the break zone. Uh, we'll be right oh, back. Damn. Uh, yeah, hey, we've run we're, way we're over. This is one of those great segments. Thanks, Carl. We're in the break zone. We'll be it, right back. You're on the San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Uh, Rob Thompson. Rudy J. Uh, R and R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Hopefully you're safely ensconced and wherever you need to be. But if you're headed someplace, don't mind them brake lights. We'll get you there. He's Rudy. I'm Rob. This is R and R in the morning. I want to thank our listeners for catching a couple of things. Carl saw it first. Oh, we're getting tweets. Was, we were quoted. Yeah, San Antonio's sports star this morning was quoted on Gr- Mike Greenberg's Get Up. The interview that Jason and Joe had on Friday with Emmett Smith as he presented us with our annual bottle of tequila. The quote about uh, him looking at the Cowboys and upset with the amount of talent and the lack of output. If you're curious, go to sasportstar.com. You can see the interview in its entirety there at the Audio Vault, the big game coverage all that was brought to you as always by. Yeah, Carl starts pointing at the TV. I didn't know what something. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, <laughs> yeah, but shout out to Big Poppy Medina. Catching that on the get up. Shout out to Greeny. You know what that tells me? The people that saw it, that the ones that are grabbing it are working from home, and I'm jealous. Yeah. I remember the days of sitting in my pajamas. Dude, I ran up the laptop. I had to do the walk of shame today with my with my case of um, at home equipment. Shelton caught me yesterday. He's like, "Bring in your equipment tomorrow." I was like, "Man, I ain't bringing nothing." You know what he doesn't realize is it's just comforting to know that, that is there for some reason. Yeah, I could just do I don't it from want here. it. I'm just like, yo, if, some, if so happens, I don't feel like changing my tire. I just <laughs> turn on my access machine and i do the show from home i'm not abuse we don't abuse it no you know we just like hey you know what something came up i had to do the show from home today but you know just didn't feel like doing it well we're not no he made me turn it in i brought it today so sheldon if you're listening on your way in come get your damn equipment and <laughs> leave us alone kick my ass another day spurs go down last night to the chicago bulls 12109 I mean, it's not that surprising that they lost. That This is a team that is definitely in transition. Um, most of the new dudes did not, well, all of the new dudes did not play. Um, no Richardson, no Sadoransky. We have late word. Carl told us just a bit that it, if it's not official, it will be by the end of the day that the Spurs have bought out Goran Dragic. I wonder what that buyout was. What was his contract? I don't know. He was getting $19 million this year. This was the final year of his contract. So a nice little check. I want you know you can pay them. I, I imagine there was some sort of deferred. I, they might have just written the check. Mm. Oh my gosh! Paid about more in that I last couple it. years. But when you look at what we saw last night, we had a we had a Josh Primo sighting. He played twenty minutes and really was ineffective. 
He was a participant and not a player. But this is learning on the job. Exactly. At least he's out there. Hmm. Lonnie Walker taking advantage of his moments. Uh, comes off the bench to lead the Spurs. 21 points. 9 of seven, 17 shots. Volume shooting. I don't think we'll ever question that. 50% from three. I thought Lonnie played the kind of game that's going to keep him around if he wants to be. But it, uh. you know, the thing with Lonnie is he's got to stack it. You're going to have to do this on a more regular basis. And now they're going to have more regular minutes, as it appears, at least for the next week or so, as we try to get the other guys either in shape or in the playbook. The young guy's got an opportunity. But Look, it wasn't this is the, for the thing. Win. Well, this is the thing with Lonnie. Lonnie's the type of guy that he doesn't, he needs to not be looking over his shoulder. Like, I know it sucks to have to, you know, handle somebody like that with gloves because you want to be able to coach them. But there's some players that play better when they're not looking over their shoulder. Meaning if I come down and I have two quick turnovers in an air ball, you can't yank Lonnie out the game. Pop's done that to him over the years. Like two quick turnovers, air ball, come sit your ass down. And then he goes and then he goes silent for three, four games. Everybody can't be coached the same. Some guys have to be willing. You have to have that freedom to make mistakes, miss shots, have bad games, and still get your 25, 26 minutes the next game. But if he's, Lonnie's not that type where you could bark on him, come sit him out, bench him, and then you expect him to play well the next game. He's just not built that way. Well, shouldn't I expect him to be playing better now? No. Everybody has bad games. Did you see what, I mean, hell, LeBron just missed two clutch free throws. Everybody has bad games. But But missing shots is one thing. Bad games are bad games. The bad games are. I don't think Dejounte played well last night. I don't think Pop has ever pulled anybody for missing shots. He's pulled people for making mistakes. But if you turn the ball over, you're a, you're a detriment. I don't care who you are, you get benched. No, and he, and you know what? He tried to do that with Manu, mm-hmm. and guess what? When he's finally said, you know what? And when Manu told him, "Hey, this is who I am," he said, "This is who I am." Pop let him go, and the rest is history. He became a Hall of Famer. I agree. I agree, and that's a, that. And Pop will never stop trying to make you better, and he'll never let you put his team in a position to lose. And it's a very <clears> difficult <throat> balance to walk when you're when you finally have to release the news right. and let him go do it. Because I think Pop went prematurely gray because of those things. You know, I think <laughs> you had to deal with it. You know, the Spurs are going to get the Thunder tomorrow. The Thunder come from behind giddy. to take the Knicks down. Hit the Giddy, Josh Giddy, and his uh, thundering group of first round draft picks. Spurs don't typically play well against the Thunders for whatever reason. They 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 don't match up well. Shea Gilgis eats us alive pretty consistently. This looked like a Shea Gilgis gets on my nerves. It's my rocking chair time. He cares more about he cares more about making the NBA fashion page on Instagram than he does his game. Like I can tell the guys that think way too hard about their outfits before the game. And they they aggravate me. Kuzma, <laughs> shy, like some of y'all. Like you're not good enough to think that. Like you're not good enough to think that hard about your pregame outfit. Like they're more worried about making that stupid fashion fit NBA page, which has not ruined the NBA, but it's made the NBA. Like it's it's a thing now to make it to that page. And I'll show you the page. Yeah, but yeah, but shy and Kuz, it's like, bro, you know, I've been traded like seven times between the two of you. You have to have game to get respect to do all for the that. Clothes. Yeah, yes. like you, you know, like I don't mind LeBron getting fly. Like he got four rings. He, I know he's putting in the work. I don't mind it. There was a time I didn't mind Russ. So they Russ, started wearing garbage Russ, bags for games. Russ may want to just put on sweatsuits, and then you got your guys like KD. KD just comes in a Nike sweatsuit, and he just come to hoop. 
KD just wants to hoop. There's got like Giannis, Nike sweatsuits. Ja, Nike sweatsuits. You know? And again, I'm all for fashion. My wife is in fashion. Well, I'm a fashion fan. But when I can tell that that's, that's your game plan, you studied your outfit more than the tape, that's when I dislike you. And Shy and Coos are those guys. So I don't I, I don't, I, I'm not a fan of Shy at all. And he has game. He does have game. He's a game. Kentucky guy, right? He has game. Uh, he's given it to us more than once. But, eh, whatever. DeJounte last night leads the team in minutes, which is going to be a pretty consistent thing. It's 30, well, almost 36 minutes, 7 of 16 from the field. Not his best game. Still with 19 points. The, uh, you look back at what we saw them. The Spurs were actually fairly effective. Only seven turnovers were, were they were protecting the ball. They just didn't, they couldn't keep up from three and they couldn't keep up with DeMar's offensive explosion. They were in awe of Big Brother. Big Brother was giving them that work and they were in awe. DeJounte said him and DeMar talk every day. It showed. <laughs> What's up? What do you mean? It's it just like, yo, like sometimes you're just, you're just in awe of Big Bro sometimes. Like, damn, Big Bro is killing us, and you just get stuck in the matrix. What's up, Carl? I didn't get to watch the game, but a trend that has just kind of been unfortunate all years for the Spurs is that they were out-rebound by 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 20 is, yeah, you're going to lose that game every night. Double-check that, but I'm pretty sure it's, no, it was like 55 it. to 35 or something along those lines. That's it, nice. it wasn't, it wasn't uh, the best rebounding performance, but... That's you know I something remember, they have to address. I remember Rob. Yeah, I remember Rob coming here a few nights, a few mornings. Excuse me, talking about you know us getting demolished on the boards, and again that comes from you know Jakob just being out there alone. Well, alone, and he's not an effective rebounder. He's a space heater. He's I mean, not an effective rebounder. But I, the thing I respect about Jakob is he goes into his fundamental bag to make sure he gets some. He's not trying to out jump guys, and he puts his butt and shoves people out the way to get his. Like, if you can't jump, then box out. It is a lost art. Box out. I'm 5'8". I had no choice but to box out. Well, here's, you know, when you look at the Spurs shooting right at 50%, 47 point from the field, 30% from three, and they only managed four offensive rebounds. Four. You you just don't win games like that. That's a height issue. I mean, Kent, Dougie or Keldon, pick one. There's that's your power forward. Yes, you could have get out rebounded. I don't know who plays the power forward. I don't know if they have it listed, but just either Keldon or Dougie. Neither one are power forwards. Especially the offensive rebounding side. When this when you're not going to be able to hit threes, you've got to get second half points, second chance points. Yeah. And it and that's never been Pertle's strong point. He's a good like you said, he fundamentally Especially on defense, that is blocking out and judging the ball. Offense is kind of a little bit more work Mm -hmm. involved and a little bit more innate sense. Offensive rebounders, I believe, are born. There's just some guys that can go get the ball at the rim. I don't know why, and that's an offensive skill that Pirtle just quite frankly doesn't have, and it's hard to find, but you can tell. Dennis Rodman, you said, born. he said, I could tell by the spin of the ball. Yes where it was going to come off. And I, at first, you know, you kind of look at it like he's crazy because it's Dennis. But then when you see how many rebounds he got, he's like, you know what? Maybe he's telling no, the he truth. No, he was telling the truth. And there ain't no coach in the world that told him judge the spin of the ball. I mean, some guys are just born. Right. I mean, you just all you can do is coach guys to where they need to put their feet. Speaking of Dennis, you see his daughter got a million-dollar soccer mm-hmm. deal. I mean, it's not a million a year, but like a million over some years. So shout out to little Rodman. I want Zach Collins to get more minutes. This 18 and 9 ain't enough. 
I know we're rounding him back into form. When he is in, that offense moves. It does. It's, Rob, it, it you want him to up. be Kevin McHale him, so bad. I, I don't want him to be Kevin McHale. I just want him on the court. Be a threat. And there'll be nights when that threat I is do, realized. I do, think they're, um, I do think he's on a pitch count. Oh, obviously. Yeah. Four or seven last night. There was no need for him not to be in the field. Yeah. But this pitch count, he starts to get a little, little, little damp. Got to go sit down. Yeah. A little, little, little warm. We don't want Zach to overheat. I don't know what's up with the... Uh, Italian mob slicked hair, but whatever. Do your thing, Zach. He's always looked like that. Yeah, I'm like, coming out of oh, high school. I'm like, dude, He's what kept are you? His look. It's real Hollywood TikTok influencer house. I don't know. It's weird. But he gets busy when he's out there. I like his game. I, he is everything I thought he was going to be. I yeah. just hope I would like to see about 25 to 30 minutes of it instead of what did we get last night? 17. So we're getting closer. I think the doctors have told Pop 20. No, well, no more than 20. You also have to balance the idea of achievement versus long-term success. Because you might accidentally win a few games that you're not planning on winning if you're that kind too. of circling some then graphics. That. If Zach Collins plays a little bit more. Or maybe they're just, this is the road trip. They're going through the boot camp. And when they return for that last run, he will be fully involved in the offense. Who knows? Um that's your Spurs talk once again. They got the Thunder tomorrow on the road. We'll have your shoot around in preparation for that tomorrow at 8.30 as Carolina Spurs insider joins us yet again. It's time for news. This will be your last opportunity to be fully informed by the time you get to the water cooler today. Carl's got you going. Let's do this. It's for the one for the 411 in the 210. Here's the 411 in the 210. Headline 2. MLB seeks ability to reduce size of domestic reserved list in later what? in the latest labor offer to players union sources say Major League Baseball asked for the ability to eliminate hundreds of minor league paying jobs in its latest labor offer to the MLB Players Association sources familiar with the proposal told ESPN Currently, the domestic reserve list, which governs the number of minor league players a team can roster at any time, mm. is at 180. The league proposed keeping the number to 180 for 2022, but allowing the commissioner's office to reduce the maximum number of players to as few as 150 over the rest of the collective bargaining agreement, sources say. The proposal says the league could adjust the reserves list's size up or down, MLB, according to the league source, has no plans to reduce the size of the, the list in 2023, but wants the flexibility to do so in future seasons. Look, man. The players' union is too strong. They're not going to they're not going to accept a deal where they're where you're taking jobs away. Oh, let me ask you a question. So you're a third-year player. You're in the union, making some money. You've made it to the show, making $5 million a year. And you're a voting member of the Major League Baseball Players Association. And the Players Association is negotiating to keep your paycheck consistent and growing. But to do that, they're telling the new guys, look, there's not going to be money for this domestic reserve. If you're looking like the, the high school players and those young college guys, they're closing the door on those guys. At and least 30 you, of them per team. Right? Yeah, and you, as a guy that's already on the team, has a vote. Like, how do you feel about us keeping those new guys from coming and taking your job? Which way are you going to vote? I mean, if you want to vote for your own self 
worth or this, you're, you're, for your own, you want to vote for this and say, yeah, I don't want the new guys coming. Those, don't even give them jobs. Don't no, even don't, don't even give them a place to play. But I was once those guys. But that you're right. So that's why you, you have this ethical question. Do I vote for my betterment? Or do I vote for the betterment of my union? We're going to see where these baseball players lie because the union needs to stay strong by keeping these guys involved. But I mean, and the, the thing about it is, the on the other hand, you have to look at it like, look, they're not eliminating the, all of them. They're just eliminating some. So there's a bigger pie. And then you have to look at that like, hey, not everybody, not everybody makes it. Not I, everybody makes I the know. team. And that means a bigger slice of pie for me. So there's... There's two ways of looking at it. Like, hey, you know what? I was once those guys. I don't want those. I want those guys to get every opportunity. But then the other hand is like, what about me? Not everybody makes the team. You know, I, I like my job. And I get a bigger piece of chicken. Tough call. We'll see how they vote. Yeah. Uh, if they go ahead and uh, that is not me. this. Baseball. If this is what they're still haggling over. They haven't even gotten to the big money issues. Right. Moving on. Headline one. Bryson DeChambeau looks to SmackDown reports that he's skipping all PGA Tour events as he says he isn't done playing for the PGA Tour. After reports surfaced Monday that DeChambeau told players at the Saudi uh, Invitational International earlier this month that he wasn't playing in any more PGA Tour events, he released a statement on social media in which he disputed saying that, quote, there are many false reports going around by the media that are completely inaccurate, DeChambeau wrote. Any news regarding my health or playing schedule come directly from me and my team only. This is just another inaccurate report. I look forward to getting healthy and seeing everyone soon. DeChambeau, who's 28 years old, did not play in last week's Phoenix Open and isn't playing in this week's Guinness Invitational at the Riviera Country Club. He withdrew from the second round of the Saudi International because of left hand and hip injuries after shooting three over 73 in the first round. He later says he was hurt in a fall earlier that week. DeChambeau did tell somebody that. He's probably joking. And he probably doesn't realize that nobody really likes him, and someone snitched on him. He probably was like, "Yeah, man, I ain't coming back to PGA. I'm, I'm getting because they get big money for playing over there. Like well, you don't even have to win. There's a new league for me. Yeah, that, that Premier Golf League. Yeah, where they was, were trying yeah. to get, and they're talking about each one of their. 18. Well, right now this is just overseas balling, and they're yeah. just just showing up for appearance they, fees. So you don't even make the cut. You get paid. You get a couple oh, mil. Yeah. So. There's the PGA does have an issue on their hand, but I do think Bryson said that. I could see him saying that, but I'm sure he didn't want it to get out, and someone snitched on him, and now he's going to probably come play a PGA Tour event or two. He's going to play in the majors, etc. But he's going to be over there and over, over across the border, excuse me, across the pond, and uh, getting those appearance fees. Well, let me tell you, man, there's money overseas right now. A lot. That Premier League's talking about 18 tournaments with $20 million, pers- $20 million purses per tournament. Total of over $400 million paid out. It's uh, only an eight-month season. You get a $1 million team bonus weekly. I mean, they're paying for people to go. I wouldn't be well, surprised to see Bryson go for a lot of reasons. So was the AAFL, and then the check stopped coming in. Like, where is money? Well, I agree Where is money coming from? Saudi oil. <laughs> Yo, well, if it's them, yeah. that's different. If that's if it's their league, okay, I get it. But if it's just some random, I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. But I mean, how do you turn down free money? That's why I, I ain't got to make to the see c- a couple of these guys. But I remember Tiger saying, like, look, I'm, I'm loyal to the PGA, and I think a lot of guys will be like that. 
the, their premise, I'm reading an article, the top 5 to 10% of players generate 80 or 90% of the interest in revenue. They're trying to pluck those guys off and pay them in a 48-team, a 48-member Premier League. That's right. all there would be. They'd play 18 tournaments and all fight over $20 million per tournament. There's going to be some yeses. There's going to be some yeses. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I'll probably go get yeah, me a bag. I got to go get me a bag or two. I need a bag or two of that, for sure. I remember Tiger played over there one year, and he was like, I'll give you so many million reasons why I'm going over there. <laughs> True that. I remember that tournament. I can't remember how many million they gave him to go, but he was like, I'll give you six million reasons why I'm going. And everybody was like, ooh. It, the- I, I think yeah. it was like 600000 for one day, one yeah, time. It was crazy. I'm going to get that too. I would. Now I'm not turning my back on the PGA, but now if you're the PGA, do you draw your line in the sense that hey, if you play one tournament over there, you ain't allowed back? Well, they are. That's what they're talking about. It's it's literally the old AFL NFL argument back. Like you can't back like you can't other. double dip. Yeah. Because there's nothing like. I mean, even though you're getting your money, do you really want to be left out of the Masters? Do you really want to be left out know. of Pebble Beach? Out of the 16th at the Waste Management drunken idiots um i don't know that's a tough call you really want to not play at the players i don't know i didn't hear you carl 100 million okay we're moving on yeah moving on headline zero novak djokovic says he will opt out of future grand slams with covid19 vaccine mandates in his first interview since being deported from australia last month Novak Djokovic reiterated his stance on not getting vaccinated against COVID-19 and said he would opt out of playing in future majors that would require him getting inoculated. Yes, that is the price I am willing to pay, Djokovic told BBC in a story published early Tuesday morning. Oh, who? Uh, BBC, British uh, Broadcast Communications, I guess. Um, Djokovic, the number one player in the world, was at the center of global media firestorm in an international legal battle in January after receiving a medical exemption to play in the Australian Open and then having his visa revoked by the Australian government. Ultimately, he was forced to leave the country and was unable to defend his title at this year's first Grand Slam. Djokovic, 34, told BBC he isn't against vaccinations. His quote is, I have never said that I am part of that movement, he noted, but he believes in personal choice, and he said it is more important than potentially winning his 21st major trophy. Just just own it that you you are anti. Why? Like, what do you mean, I'm just, I just believe in freedom of choice, I'm not against it. Like, you're missing out on passing Sampras, on passing the doll over the vaccine. So it's not about choice, it's about your anti-vaccine, which... There's millions of people that are anti-vaccine. Own it. Millions. You ain't by yourself. You, well, like Michael Jackson said, you are not alone. I'm here with you. You know, there's plenty of people here with you. You and Kyrie can have Zoom meetings about it. Own it, bro. You know, stand ten toes. I think he kind of is. I mean, he is kind of owning it. He's like, you know, I am willing not to go play. Now, no. whether you're a vaxxer or non-vaxxer. <laughs> You're falling on your sword, whether you're a vaxxer or non-vaxxer. No, but, but, I, but why say you're not anti-vax? I know. The outcome is the same, bro. I, right. I don't know where you're trying to go with that. You did not get vaccinated. You're saying you believe in vaccines, just not for you. Uh, okay? You're Whatever, not, bro. It's been nice knowing you. I, I'm More power to you. Don't get vaxxed. Agreed. You don't have to get vaxxed Agreed. because of me, but Agreed. I don't have to watch you on Sunday. You don't have to go down in the record books. You know what? If you want to die on that hill, you want to fall on that sword. More power to you. You'll be a footnote.
great. What a weird way to end a career. Moving on. That's the 411 and a 210. As we uh, head into the offseason, the Los Angeles Rams have a lot of decisions to make. Are they going to build around this newly minted Hall of Fame quarterback? Is Stafford Mm. truly headed toward the Hall of Fame with his Super Bowl win? And if he is, he's going to be judged against others that are there. Let's look at the current Hall of Fame quarterback classes, see if he matches up with those, and also the current NFL uh, quarterbacks who is also in the running. I think it'll open some eyes as to whether Stafford truly belongs in the Hall of Fame. We know that uh, one Richard Sherman does not believe he belongs there. No. Do the numbers tell us elsewise? We'll talk about that next here on R&R in the Morning. You're on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's R&R in the Morning. The Blitz is going to be out and about today. Go join them. I'll be there. We're at the boardroom. The boardroom. Brand new place, 1604 and I-10 over there by Andretti's. Dude, those engineers are special. Like, I don't even... You got the taco place. You got the flying place. You got Andretti. You got Topgolf. Like, where did they keep finding land? (laughs) They they built that car dealership, but they didn't have enough room. They built a parking garage for a car dealership. I'm like, where did they keep finding room to build stuff in that little corridor? And it's, it's strangely, as fast as they build it, it's not the easiest thing to get to. I mean, you have to, yeah. you don't just drive up on the Velvet Taco. No. You know what I mean, you have to, you have to plan on wiggle. going there. You got to be in the uh, right so, place. So boardroom tonight, the four to seven. Room, yeah. It's uh, um, one of those uh, fancy places for us men. We nice. get treated like kings. That's awesome. Um, they'll be there from four to seven. They got great service there. They're going to be giving away some gift cards. If you sign up as one of our sports star listeners, one of our P1s, there's discounts to be had. Head out. It's a really cool place. We're excited to be out there. That's the boardroom. At uh, 1604 and I-10, check out their website, boardroomsalon.com forward slash rim crossing. If you want to get some more details. Your self-care is important. Yes, it is. Go take care of yourselves, man. Yesterday was about her. Make today about you. (laughs) There you go. There are 26 quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame. Okay, let's talk about it. Um, We... We are christening, we are crowning the latest to be, uh, um, well, that will be enshrined in Matt Stafford with his win. He was one of the, he's one of those quarterbacks with all the bona fides up until this. Now, except for wins. He, uh, was he the fastest to like 30,000 yards, fastest to 40,000 yards? He was the fastest in a variety of categories. He sits today as the leader of his generation in comeback victories. Now, you could argue two things there. One, your team's always freaking behind, so whenever you win, obviously you came from behind. Or you could look at it that he was overcoming the detriment that was the Detroit Lions for 10 years. And you had Megatron. And he had Megatron, which was very helpful. And he played the Cowboys, and Megatron caught 300 yards. So, you know, there's modern-era quarterbacks, and then there's old-era quarterbacks, and it's not fair to compare Y.A. Tittle to Matt Stafford. I understand that. Right. But when you look at those that are in, you get a good idea of who they were. Let's get kind of close, Rob, because like you said, I don't want a guy to the 40s guy. So let's look at those that were kind of, yeah, 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 that's what what I want to do. What about Kurt Warner? Kurt Warner had himself a, a brief, shining moment of a career. For about five years, he was the best. See, that's the key to it. There was a time where Kurt Warner was the best QB in the league. I don't know if Matt's ever had that moment. Matt's never had a moment where he was the best QB in the league for two years. He, mm-hmm. You know, he the greatest show on turf was a two, three-year run. Stafford hasn't had that, so let's... And Kurt, what, one Super Bowl, two trips? One Super Bowl, two trips. Okay, because he went with the Cardinals, mm-hmm. right? 
No, he went twice with the Rams. Rams. So three, because didn't he go with the Cardinals? Three. There you go. He, went, three. he lost to Pittsburgh, but mm-hmm. go ahead. So, yeah, so, he's a Hall of Fame. I don't think any question, but it right. was about a longevity thing for Warner. He just right. didn't do it for very long, but he got in. Okay. Now, I'm looking for guys to compare, and you look at those that are in. Norman Van Brocklin, I don't know. Johnny don't U, either. I don't know. Y.A. Tittle, I don't know. I remember vaguely Fran Tarkenton. Fran never won a Super Bowl, went to four consecutive NFC championship games with those Vikings, but never won one. He's in. Mm, Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly. What about Ken Stabler? Would Ken Stabler yeah, I don't have, remember see, Ken. Okay, that gets too far back. Dan Marino will always. But what do you think about Ken? You I saw Ken. I, Ken was um, the product of his team. I think uh, his longevity helped. He's uh, in? He's in. He's in okay, the Hall of okay, Fame. And he's got the Super Bowl. He got the win. He, got, he passed the test for quarterbacks. He got a Super Bowl. And he was also quintessential of his era. And the other thing I write, I think of when I think of men, players that go into the Hall of Fame, can I write the story of the league without him? Yes, you can write it. Well, I don't think I could write the story of the league without Ken Stable. Oh, not without Ken. I mean, without Matt Stafford. Could I write the story as we sit today of the NFL and not include Matt Stafford? I kind of say yes. Absolutely. As we sit today. Right, but now that he's got the Super Bowl, at least he's a footnote as a starting quarterback of a Super Bowl champion. Then you look at the likes of Dan Fouts. Dan Fouts was one of yes, he's in thousands and thousands and thousands of yards. Mm -hmm. But Stafford beat him when we get to fastest to certain levels. Fouts played for one team only, never left the Chargers, threw for a lot of yards, threw to all pros and threw to Hall of Famers. But he got in without a Super Bowl. Let's, uh, since we're talking about Stafford, let's read the Richard Sherman tweet, Rob. We're going to talk about it on the podcast, but the Hall of Fame bar is incredibly low now, like a participation trophy. No all-decade team, no all-pro, no MVP, one Pro Bowl, not even MVP of the Super Bowl, never considered the best in any year he played. At least Matt Ryan has an MVP. But keep considered so if by that, that was a, logic, that was a strong tweet. But by that logic, no one who played in the Jordan area can be considered for the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Well, but they got all pros and MVPs. Like Stafford doesn't have any of those. Well, things. I mean, when you are playing in the era of Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, it's going to be real difficult to get some of these things. I don't think you should be held accountable for those two guys that are certain first ballot. Andrew, one hundred percent. Well, we could throw in a bunch of dudes. No, that I'm were just saying there's a guy, there's other guys as far as like when you talk about all pro and you played against Drew Brees in the Drew Brees era, Aaron Rodgers era, Tom Brady, Big Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning. It was going to be tough to make all pro quarterbacks right. play in our in this era than there has ever been. Right. So yes, the bar might seem a little bit lower because there are more possibilities, but think about what the Hall of Fame quarterback situation looked like back in the '80s. There was nothing like this. And the thing about it is he still has another four years. It's that. I mean, let's say he throws for 4,000 over the next four years. That's He's adding 16,000 yards to whatever he's at now. It's going to be tough to keep him out even without the all pros. Even though, all, But the thing about it that's alarming is the one Pro Bowl because the, the Pro Bowl guys sit out all the time. He should have more than one Pro Bowl. Well, he could have. Now, all pro, that's totally different. 
And I, I have all pro holes more weight for me than pro bowls because like this year, perfect example, like we're down to third string receivers, third string running backs. And like, are you really a pro bowler? Like the all pro is where the meat and potatoes is. And he's never been all pro. But again, he's going up against Peyton, Tom, Drew, Aaron, Ben, etc. So who's waiting? We figure Eli Manning is a shoe-in. You get two. I don't think you can question it. No, he's in. We figure, I think Russell Wilson's in. I think he is. Ben is in. Ben is in. Tom's Drew, in, for sure. Drew. Drew's in. Aaron. Aaron's in. Patty. Even though he's in his fifth year, Patty's in. I'm not going to say he's in yet. Patrick Mahomes is a Hall of Famer. Uh, uh, but can we say in his fourth year that he's a Hall of Famer? I guess one. we are. Yeah, right. Patrick Mahomes. If, if, if Werner got in, I guess Patrick Mahomes so is Patty's in. in. Um, That's six. That's six. I think that's it. No, I don't think that's it. I think that's it. I so judging it. by those six that are waiting, does he measure up against those? Because Stafford would be the seventh if he was to retire today. Five years from today, would he go in, judging by the six that we do believe will get in in the next five years? I think he match, I think he fits in that circle, but man, that's a lot of quarterbacks to, to put think, in. I don't think by that match, I don't think because all those guys have. Considering. Well, Russell only has one. I don't know if Russell's a Hall of Famer. I don't know yet either. I feel I like know. he is. Right now, Wilson's not a Hall of Famer. If it ended today, he's not in. He's got the, but if, okay, if he's not in, then how can Stafford be in? Exactly. I don't think you can put Stafford in. Like for the guys that are like on the cusp, you have to have two. Because Eli's numbers and Eli's eye test don't meet Hall of Fame standards. I know, but. He don't meet Hall of Fame standards, but he has two rings. And a Even name. though those two rings are a lot had to do with the fact that he had the best, def- one of the best defensive lines of all time. Two, he played in New York. His last name's Manning. He's in. Eli Manning's record as a quarterback is 117 and 117. I know. I you know. see what I'm saying? He shouldn't be in. But two Super Bowls is the is the litmus test. If you get two by the number, by what we've been told by previous votes, it what? is a shoe-in. It's you know done. What? The 117, that's awful. It's awful. And we saw him play long enough, especially at the end of his career, where, dude, you were in Hall of Fame. I think even with the two, if he's not a Manning, he's not in. That's royalty. That's NFL royalty. We're going to put a bow on it. This is worthy of discussion because this is those fine lines. It's this is not binary. There's no zero and ones. It's right. not all or none. Look forward to halftime. Carolina Teague's going to join Michael Menace. And don't forget the the blitz is going to be out and about. Lots to talk about. It won't be any fun unless you're with us. Hang on. This is R and R in the morning. You're on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM twelve fifty and one zero three three FM. This is Jason Minnick. You're listening to San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. R&R in the morning. Rob had to run. And when I say run, I meant run to the money. And he didn't log out of StreamYard. So we just see his Sports Star background. So he'll be back tomorrow morning with us. He had to get out of here, head to a meeting. It'll be good. I oh, didn't know that. Okay, now we don't have to see his background anymore. Yeah, right. no, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to get up out of here. Duty calls. Duty calls. Um, interesting conversation we ended on. 
you know, who's a Hall of Famer, who's not. He hate to, you know, uh, it's if you're Matthew Stafford and you're watching television today or you're listening to radio today, you're like, damn, I just won a Super Bowl and y'all are trying to keep me out of the Hall of Fame. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's another reason why I feel like the media, the player-media relationship is just, it's almost null and void. <clears throat> Because we do stuff like right now, first take, is Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer? And it's just like, damn, man, I can't even enjoy. Like, my wife went through brain surgery recently. Like, we overcame a lot. I was in Detroit all my life. I just won a Super Bowl, and now here y'all come discrediting me. Screw the media. I'll just go to the Players' Tribune and and talk to my people myself. It's got to stink. Know what I mean? It's got to suck. But it is what it is. That's what we do. Um, Shout out to the Blitz. Getting their uh, quote, Emmett Smith quotes picked up on Get Up This Morning. That's Mike Greenberg's show. The quote was, uh, again, I did the camera work. And when I say camera, I mean I-13. Just hold your hand steady. (laughs) The quote from Emmett Smith that made it to Get Up from the San Antonio Sports Star 103.3 was, when I look at our Cowboys, I'm looking for who are we going to be? Are we going to stay the same? Or are we going to just take all this talent and waste it over three or four or five year time frame, assuming and expecting to do something great, doing the same things over and over and over again? <clears throat> End the quote. Um, it stings when it comes from Emmett. It stings when it comes from Troy. It stings when it comes from Michael Irvin. Because remember when Troy had his comments like, hey, if that was Michael Irvin and they were playing Michael Irvin like that, Michael Irvin would have had 10 catches. So then Troy is accused of uh, criticizing Dak. Was it a criticism of Kellen Moore? Was it a criticism of Mike McCarthy? And if you listen to the Emmett interview in full, you can go to sasportstar.com slash audio vault. You can listen to that interview in full. And he's not the biggest fan of Mike McCarthy. He talked a lot about how Jimmy prepared. You know, he said they were playing the San Francisco 49ers. It was 92. The field was in horrible shape. Jimmy's walking the field, and he's telling his offensive coordinator, hey, if you're going to run this route for Michael Irvin, run it on this side. Because if he runs on the other side, he's going to slip. If you're going to run the toss to Emmett, run it on the other side. Because if you run this side, he's going to slip. It could be a fumble. So he's prepared for all these things. And then he brings up Cedric Wilson in the playoffs, where Cedric Wilson's wide open over the middle of the field. Dak throws it to him. But Cedric can't see the ball because of the way the stadium is set up and the sun is, is is blinding him. Now, this was something that Rob asked Mike McCarthy about in one of our interviews. And Mike, you know, Mike didn't blow him off, but Mike was kind of like, yeah, yeah, I know, whatever. <clears throat> and so Emmett was like, yo, y'all didn't know about this? And so he talked a whole lot about preparation and being prepared for certain situations and how, you know, Mike McCarthy really hasn't been. Jimmy Johnson was. And, again, he never used Mike McCarthy by name. But, you can, like I said, you can go listen to the conversation. I won't say interview. You can go listen to the conversation between Emmett, uh, Jason Minix, and Joe Reinagle and hear for yourself and just read between the lines. He's not a huge fan. Well, this season, anyway. He hasn't been a huge fan of what McCarthy did. It's right there, Shelton, underneath the desk. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> so go listen to it yourself. SanAntonioSportsStar.com slash Audio Vault. What's up, man? What you need? Oh, 
Yeah, Shelton's in here. Our head engineer. I thought he wanted my equipment. Remember I was telling y'all I had to bring my equipment in here today. He asked for it back. But it's in here. And um, anyway, so that's about it. We're almost done. You think they're going to like maybe get some dimmers, though? What's curtains that? for the for whatever reason they decided to make that stadium east to west well, see, instead Rob, of north to south? Rob asked McCarthy about that. Like, hey, is Jerry going to get some curtains? McCarthy blew him off. I, it's a weird thing. I, I know that it's maybe a home field advantage, but it's obviously a disadvantage just because of how human eye mechanics work. You know, you're just going to get a visor for all of your receivers on day day games. Was that know? a misstep to build it east to west? I, or I do you think guess. they did that on purpose? I, I think they did it on purpose because it shines the light through. And you, Well, then it's on your coaching staff to know when it's up, down, around, side. But that's the other thing. Like, when I'm coaching, I just want to be able to worry about the X and O's. I don't want to have to be worrying about, okay, we get the coin toss, uh, sun rising, east sets in the west. Uh, okay, so let's – Receive the ball. Sunsets in the at five o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I I shouldn't even have to be worried about that in a five billion dollar stadium. Speaking of stadiums, Carl. So um, I don't. I remember if it was Kins, it was KSAT. I don't remember, but I'm scrolling Facebook last night, and come to find out, one of the main head engineers for SoFi Stadium went to Churchill. Oh, cool. Also had a hand in Jerry's world, also. But you know, SoFi Stadium is slick. It's, I, I think it has Jerry beat. It does. It's more it, sad. It's look, Jerry's girl is hot. SoFi is exotic. And, you know what I'm saying? And I want to say it's probably three billion dollars more. I have some friends up in the DFW area that tell me that Jerry's been wanting to build a new stadium already, and that one was just built what? in 2009. Yeah. Are you serious? Is because, it because, because of SoFi in Las Vegas? Yeah, exactly. He's getting one up, so he's just like, I'm going to build a new palace then. Do you like the Roomba in Las Vegas? Uh, I think the the class of the NFL stadiums is actually the Mercedes-Benz Arena in Atlanta. Really? That is that is a place that I want to see. The Roomba? It, yeah, it looks like a Roomba. Yeah, I, I would... I would be down if somebody gave me free tickets to the nightclub they have in the end zone. I'd do that. Yeah, that that would be a cool down. experience. But I'd be yeah, down. I, I uh, SoFi is probably on the list right after Mercedes Benz Arena. And in the NBA, the Sacramento's is beautiful. That that's the uh, Golden One Center, I believe, and then the Chase Arena in San Francisco is really. I think nice. those are the creme de la creme. Mm-hmm. I think it's a. I think you know. I I know we just put a hundred mil in it. But considering we got new investors, it's time to redo the AT&T Center and, and put it somewhere else. They're, yeah, I was about to say, they're probably, you know, is Rotama Park an area? Because you saw that they're building that Ooh. practice facility oh, sort of in the, the northwest area. I don't know exactly where it's going to be. Yeah, that's like could, the I-10 northwest area. I, I could see it being somewhere, I guess, uh, a little further towards New Braunfels. I, I don't think – I think they'd like to make it more accessible to Austin fans Definitely. to draw from the other, you know, major uh, urban area. Absolutely. Well, a fun show today. Um, Rob, like I said, Rob had to run, but it's all good. We had a fun show tomorrow. Um, I know we'll be probably have Carolina Teague. They play the Thunder tomorrow, right? So we'll have Carolina Teague at 830. Um, and we'll just see what comes down over the pipe tomorrow. But Matthew Stafford, I apologize, man. We shouldn't. Even, we should just be celebrating your win. We shouldn't be talking about you not made, being a Hall of Famer or not. But when football's over, 
Got to figure out something to talk about. But now we got we got Winter Olympics finishing up. March Madness is about to start up. Basketball All-Star break is next. They're in Cleveland for the All-Star game. But from what I'm told, Cleveland's not too bad of a city. I've never been. I've been hard on Cleveland. It's all right, right? Yeah. I've never been either. Uh, I, it's not on my list of places Like to Joe go. Kim Noah said a few years ago when he was with the Bulls, I've never heard anybody say, you, hey, I'm in a rush to go to Cleveland. Have you? So, whatever. How much time we got, Carl? We got 25 seconds. 25 seconds, that's it? All right. Rudy J, Rob Thompson, Carl Shonen produced the show. We'll be back tomorrow, and like Rob always says, we're going to go look at the tape, and we're going to try and be better. Uh, R&R in the morning, man. One and only. See you guys in manana. I got to get out of here. It's 10 o'clock.